Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. All right, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell and Astro, bringing you the good times in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. We got a great, great show for you guys today. Lots of people showing up in the chat room. Before we get started, let's just say hi real quick to our cool, outrageous man about town, Ron Russell. I'm being, I'm being. Attacked by a beautiful young boy. There you are. My seven pound little Astro, who I love. Come here, Astro. Say hello to everybody. Hey, Astro. Say hello to everybody. (laughs) He's adorable. Um, So, yeah. Yeah. We are a chat room full of people. Let's say hi to everybody. So, what's up? We've got Cindy Lady Lake in the chat room. Don Hinton. Hello, Don. uh, Ron's got a watch on today. Another 49 watch. It's a color color coordinated with the shirt I'm wearing. Orange and green with the plaid shirt. And I have orange and green in my plant, in my shirt. We have football player Boomer Mays in the chat room. Angela Joseph. What's up, Angela Joseph? Don Hinton, Backpack John. Teresa Sabin. Hello, Ooh. Teresa. Um, we have Lady Lake. I don't know. It's going so fast I can't really actually see. If I left anybody out, I'm sorry, and I see it pop up, we'll say hi to everybody. But That's because you're getting old and your vision is not as quick as your I brain. Know. I know. It goes fast. It's no, <laughs> it's you see them, but your brain doesn't register. It's called old age, honey bun. It's a lot of fun. No, oh, Artist Miss Kim is in there. I didn't mention her, so she's Artist Miss Kim. No, do I love that. Artist Miss Kim is Artist in there. Miss so, you guys, we've got a really fun show for you today. Uh, we've got Ethan Suppley coming on. Uh, I think that's how we pronounce his name. I actually went on YouTube to find out how you do it, but I'm going to ask him when he comes on before we announce him. And, uh, and then Ron and I, last night, were on a really fun show called The Scene Snobs. Uh, with uh, Mick Manhattan and Casey Plot, and they're coming on. Uh, we, we started, like, talking yesterday, and we're going to finish our talk today on the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, and Teresa Saban was there last night. It was awesome. And I uh, really liked him because this one guy made his name Manhattan. Mick Manhattan. Nick Manhattan. Oh, Mick, Mick, Mick. Mick or Nick? Mick with an M. Mick. What the fuck is the difference? Like Mickey. M or Nick. Nick or Mick. It's still the same <laughs> thing in China. But anyway, uh, yeah, he made his name Manhattan. I thought that was so cool. I wanted to be Ronnie York or Ronnie New York or Ronnie Brooklyn or Ronnie Manhattan, Ronnie anything. It was fun. We had- I took Russell after Jane. 
we had a fun time last night on their show, and, yep. and uh, it was and it was just the one guy's kind of like Ron. He's you know witty, and he comes up with quick little one-liners, very fun. And uh, the other guy's kind of like me. Uh, I don't know the one who like does the business shit. <laughs> and it was no fun. comment from me, folks. Uh, but it was funny. You are the funny one. And look how gorgeous everybody says how gorgeous you look today. They're yeah. saying Ronnie Manhattan. Yeah, Ronnie Manhattan, you know, instead of Hollywood, Ron. They, what do they call me? Mr. Hollywood. Oh, but these guys were wonderful. They called, what did they call us? I forgot. They called us like Hollywood legends. Oh, ho no, Hollywood something else. Icons or legends. I or forgot. Something. And I said, what bullshit is that? I mean, no, what do they call us? Hollywood. Royalty? Royalty. Yeah, they called us Hollywood, Hollywood royalty. royalty. I said, yeah, royalty. I'm from Brooklyn. That's <laughs> <laughs> royal enough. It was a lot of fun, you guys. <laughs> And uh, so I think that the, today's show is going to be a lot of fun. And we're in Palm Springs. The weather is nice. It's sunny out. It's like 70 degrees. For all of you guys freezing in the snow, I hope you're staying safe and staying warm and still having a good time. Um, Eileen Shapiro, I don't think, is with us today, but we want to give her a shout-out. She got a new dog named Fiona, so we want to, like, congratulate her on Where her is dog, Fiona. She's got an interview with Coco from Ice Tea and Coco. Oh, and uh, my dog wants to make out. No, 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 no. He no, always no. wants to make out. That's no, what he no, does. No, 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 no. Enough. I'm on television. You can't kiss me. No, no, no. I swear, come on, Daddy. has to go to work. I love you. <laughs> oh, You're so cute, my little baby. And Teresa says we look fabulous. So thank oh, you. Thank you, Teresa. I'm going to actually have to fix my, fix my little shirt a little bit. So we're going to have a lot of fun today. We hope everybody's been doing good. We had a good time last week with um, – uh, Rich Nana. Oh, I would like to ask everybody too, you guys, if you're like uh, listening to the show and you, you don't watch it, but you like to listen to it, please listen to us on iTunes and share the iTunes link. The one that says the Jimmy Star show with Ron Russell, um, because we uh, are trying to get on the iTunes charts and everybody listens to us on SoundCloud and YouTube and everywhere else, but iTunes, but I'm trying to get on the charts. So when you see me sharing the links, please use those links and uh, listen to the show so we can see if we can get on some charts. And if you want to see the Mary Wilson, interview be patient because they were having trouble they not us imagine she was in a big studio somewhere and they were having trouble getting her visual to us so the first half of the interview was only uh audio then of course she came on at the very end visible but at least we have that footage of jimmy and i and uh mary wilson and mary wilson was a sweet dear wonderful person who was totally abused by Diana Ross. Uh, she ruined the Supremes. And of course, she went on to become a great movie actress and a soloist. But the other girls, you know, didn't do as well. And they were just as much a part of the Supremes as Diana Ross was. Jimmy and I saw them at the Copacabana. We had a ringside table. And uh, a man comes over and he sits at our table. He says, I'm just going to be here for a few minutes. Not what? Jimmy and I. I'm sorry, Sal and I. Jimmy wasn't born yet. <laughs> well, it was like 1962. Yes, I wasn't born yet. You weren't born yet. Uh, Sal, my old partner who passed away. And the man turned out to be Sammy Davis Jr., who said, I just want to take a few pictures. I said, no, sit as long as you like. <laughs> like uh, anyway, uh, the Supremes were absolutely wonderful. We, we were thrilled with them. I was so sorry when they split because they could have gone on as the Supremes and Diana Ross could have gone on separately and the Supremes. But Diana Ross was uh, uh, in her head a star and she was a white woman in her head. And I guess she didn't care for black people 
or um, being in that group. I don't know. Rumor this. This is the rumors that I heard. Diana Ross is not the nicest gal in the world. Well, you said that too. Like, well, Emma, I've heard it from. It's a rumor. It's my opinion. I've heard it from so many people that have dealt with her that she's really difficult. Very, very difficult and very unkind and very, very. I'm a star, kind of a person. Which she is. But Mary Wilson was the other. Uh, Dave Hughes said, hey, Dave, how you doing, Dave? It says uh, Diana Ross is a prima donna and its worst example. Oh, and B. Claudia just joined us from, Good. from Germany. B, we've missed you. I hope you're doing okay. Is it snowing in Germany? Because it's snowing in New York. New York is going to get snow all week long. Could you imagine a whole week of snow? I mean, it snows. Well, February, yeah, my daughter was born February 6th, Leslie, in a blizzard. And I drove in the blizzard when they the, the television said no one's allowed on the road because they're so dangerous. I said, screw you. I got to go get my kid. And I drove from Long Island to New York Hospital where I got Leslie and my ex-wife. And we drove home in a blizzard skidding and sliding and spinning around. When she's like just born. She was just born. She was only a couple of days old. And uh, we got home safely. And when we got home, we found about 12 of our friends there waiting for us, and they wound up staying for about three or four days because we were snowed in. We ate everything there was to eat in the house, and then we were thinking maybe we'll eat my St. Bernard. He was big enough for all of us, but that was a joke. But those were the good fun days in New York way back in 1969. There you go. Yeah, I was going to say, I was five then. You were five, right. I was driving my baby home, and you were five. I don't know. <laughs> so we hope everybody's like doing well and, and everybody's staying safe with all the like COVID stuff. Ron's a week, a week and a half into his shot. He has another one in a week and a half. And then at least he'll be a little bit. Uh, well, after my next shot, I can start to entertain in the house and have some friends over. You know, I wrote an article on my Facebook page this morning about being very depressed uh, and fighting it. And I was doing that to encourage other people who are equally as depressed as I am. I'm never depressed. I'm never down and I'm never negative know that so i fight it I, I fight it with all my might and like i said to jimmy if you think i'm hard on you don't be i'm harder on myself and that's something to be said for but i feel much better today because i'm working on not being depressed about being locked up in my house away from so many people who i miss and enjoy Ozzy Ozzy, that wonderful, beautiful human being, said if she could, she'd be here with us because she's back in the States. Uh, Sean Kanan wrote, you know, the wonderful actor Sean Kanan, he wrote, when are we doing that dinner party at your house where he and Michelle are going to cook for me in my house? So there's a lot of wonderful people out there who feel compassion for me and for what I'm going through. You know, Jimmy is more or less a settled guy. I'm a wild guy. I have partied all my life. My life has been one big party. And to come to this sudden standstill of no red carpets, no movies, no work. I do nothing all day but run around in pajamas. You know, how much can you clean? I hate cleaning. Oh, but you are doing something soon. Because we just, uh, and our guest is here, so I got to like, we got to let him in. So pretty soon, you guys, Ron and I are going to be in a radio oh, drama yes. called Dead Exit. It's all about Hollywood, intrigue, uh, murder, sex, all kinds of cool stuff. And it's going to be an old time radio drama. Which and I can't wait Ron to Ron is do. playing uh, Gary Glitch, a TV talk show host. And I'm playing Johnny Hollywood, a, a TV reporter. 
and it's going to be a lot of fun. So I think it's going to be fun, uh, and I will let you guys know more about it as we go along because lots of people you guys know that have been on our show right. are going to be in it. And I have to create a new voice, you know, sounding, and so I'm excited about it because when you act, you could use facial expressions to get the, the, the point across, but when you do radio, it's all about your voice, and your voice is what tells the people what the story is about. Luckily, I come from the days of radio. When I was a kid, we used to lay in bed at night with the lights out and listen to Inner Sanctum and the, the G-Men and Superman and the Long Ranger. So I understand radio well. It's going to be fun. And I'll be able to do a good I'll job. I'll let you guys know more about it. They're finishing the casting now, of which I'm making suggestions from many of the people that have been on our show. So you're going to see a lot of famous musicians having roles and Eileen's going to be in it and Sherry Nelson and all kinds of cool, Steve Hamm, a whole bunch of cool people, plus the people they've already got cast. What is Eileen playing? She's playing a museum curator, I think. A museum curator? Yeah, I think That's so. That's so miscast. Um, well, we're still working on she it. She should be like the burlesque queen. I try. Uh, well, I, the only thing we need is we need a Russian lady who used to be a, somebody who could do a Russian accent who used to be a porn star. And they have to be good looking because anybody who's in the, the radio drama will be in the movie. And so I'm not sure who could play. Uh, who we have that could play a, uh, uh, an ex-porn star. Or Sadie Katz I was can play Sadie, Russian. Think she could play Russian? I'm oh, going to ask her. Sadie can play anything. I'm going to ask her. Sadie could play on pubic hair and make it sound like violin. Sadie Katz, I love her. Let him in. Let's Meanwhile, see. Sadie's got this wonderful thing that she's doing on uh, wherever. We'll talk about it later. Hello. Who's this handsome guy? Who's, Who's this, this handsome guy? How are, How, are How are you? I'm good. How are you? Uh, I want to know, do we pronounce your last name Supli? Supli. Supli. Okay. Because, yeah, you know, I went on. I went Jimmy's on. got suck on the brain. Yeah, I know. I went, I, went, <laughs> I went on YouTube this morning and I plugged it in. How do you pronounce his name? And, like, no, they didn't do it right. <laughs> no. And, and something I've had, I've had to live my whole life. My mother, mother says it one way. My father, father says another way. And so, and so I'm just kind of in between them. them. I love it. What is that? English or French? French. I pronounce it souple. Souple. Yeah. And the the French the French do another really weird weird version. I think they they say sulpice. So oh, I would I would say in French it should be souple. 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 Anyway, now we're, we're gonna, so now we're going to do now we're going to do an actual you're, you're intro. Really very handsome. Hang on, I got to do a real and intro. I, wait a minute, I want all the women out there to know that you know he's married. You, <laughs> I don't care. But listen, girls, go get your vibrators. He's really good. <laughs> all right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, the amazingly talented Ethan Supley. Hello, and welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, guys. It's going to be a lot of fun. Let me introduce you first to my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Hi. Huh? Welcome. We're going to have fun. I heard I, a lot about you. Jimmy's told me some things about you that I don't know that you want to discuss, but I understand. Maybe hang I, on, you don't do it yet. I don't I want to do like it yet, but I'm very proud of you is what I want to say. Very, very proud of you because you know what? You just gave yourself health and 30 years more of life. If you know what I'm talking about. I hope so. If you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. So everybody in the chat room is going, why are all the good ones married? (laughs) Because they are. We have a chat room. Literally, we have Canada, Germany, England, all kinds of places, uh, tons of people in the chat room. So just say hi to everybody in the chat room. Oh, wait a minute. I got to break some Wait, 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 wait. Wait, you just told me the other day we have over 1 billion streams. No, no, streams, streams, a billion means a billion people have watched our show. A billion people have wa- a billion 
people have watched our show. I just got a heart on. Yeah, so, so Ethan, say hi to everybody in the chat room. Hello, guys. Hello, everybody in the chat room. And, 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 and I didn't really even realize when I had you come on the show because, like, and you know what? I, I, I only watched My Name is Earl one time because Eddie Steeples came on the show and I had to see what it was like. And you've been on all these TV shows and I really haven't seen any of the TV shows that you've been on. I've seen all the movies that you're in. And uh, so I don't even know you had this. So I put it up that you were coming on the show and everybody's like, oh, my God, My Name is Earl. And they're putting up all these things. And I know what they are. Boy Meets Girl. What's it? Boy Meets World. Boy Meets World. Uh, all those things, but I didn't really know what they were. And people were just like freaking out because like I put a post. I got thousands and thousands of like people. You know, like making comments and stuff, and I was like, "Gee, all the things that everybody like loves, loved, loved you for. None of them were my favorite too. So before we talk about anything else, we're gonna talk about my favorite too, and then we'll talk about some other shit. But we should go with what Ron said first. So you guys, Ethan, if you guys watched uh, any of the earlier 2000 movies, 2002, my favorite too. Uh, which well, I get to actually bring him in there is the first 20 million is always the hardest. Which I don't know if anybody ever talks with you about that, but I freaking love that movie. Never. And the second one is Remember the Titans. And he is the big, heavy set, like really fun, everybody loves him fat guy. Really fat guy because according to everything I've read, you've lost 300 pounds since then. And now if you see the pictures of you in the gym and stuff, you're like a beast. Like, and you, and you know what? You did the wisest thing you could possibly do. I'm 80 years old. You know why I'm still here and I'll be here for another 20 years? I eat correctly. I take care of my body. I don't abuse my body, and people that are 300 pounds overweight are abusing their bodies. I want that message to go out, and I want you to tell people that are watching, if you are obese, listen to what you've got to say and let them do what you did, because you look absolutely fucking fantastic. Thank you, Ron. I appreciate that. Oh, no, you're good-looking. As a fat guy, you must have been ugly. No, but he wasn't. He was, he was, was like he the cute fat guy. He well, was like the cute, cute now, fat guy. Now he's a hot, sexy, black, a fat, a thin guy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I encourage everyone out there. I have a simple uh, math of losing weight. Uh, eat less, weigh less. Eat more, weigh more. It's all in the portion. Eat everything healthy, of course, not McDonald's and crap like that. Eat healthy. And eat small portions. Your heart will thank you. Your liver, your, you will not get cancer. I mean, you're going to live a long time now. What, 300 pounds? Uh -huh. 300 pounds, yeah. And, yeah you and, you, you and, would have been a goner. And the very cool thing about it, I think, is because I feel like a lot of other actors, there's, there's several other actors who have maybe not lost as much weight as you, but they were very heavy and they lost a lot of weight. And, and when they lost the weight, they also lost the acting roles, but you did not. Like, no, you have continued look, 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 to be in really yeah, huge You know, there's movies. another thing about being super fat. When you're super fat, you don't feel sexy. And if you look down at your dick, it's not that big because you're so big. <laughs> right? Now, when you get thin like him and you have a hot body, your dick looks great, you feel great, and your sex is the best. So fat people don't really have great sex. Skinny people do. <laughs> Another reason to lose weight, folks, you get laid better. So how long did it take you to lose the 300 pounds? I, mean, I know it was a process. Wonderful. It was a process. I Back and forth, forth. I lost. Um, I I started dieting in two two thousand two. Seriously, uh, I I lost a bunch of weight, and then when on my name is Earl, I gained a little back, and and uh, and you know the past four four five years, I've gotten very, very good at eating healthy, as Ram was good. Good say. for you. Proud of you, kid. That could be your grandfather. I'm proud of you. <laughs> 
you know, and keep it up. Don't gain it back. It's so fucking not worth it. I mean, look yeah. at the, bro- the broads now. They throw panties at you. I mean, before, what did they throw at you? Nothing. You were a fat guy. <laughs> now you walk around. I think it was a famous no, guy. Now if he walks around in a bathing suit, the broads are spreading their legs, smiling. I mean, come on. I have to say, I, I am married with four four daughters, so so I I ever get any attention from the ladies. The, the people I do enjoy oh, attention from are the other other dudes who are like, wow, wow I can't oh, see what you're doing. Oh, doing. Bu- that's that's the attention I, I swear to God. Bullshit! Women look at you and they fantasize. They may not say anything. Hey, they look at me at 80 years old, and I got like 100-year-old women that say, oh, he's cute. I would date him. He's he 30 years younger everybody. than I am. Yeah, he gets hit on by everybody. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's, it's, a man likes to be the peacock, and a man likes to walk into a room and have everybody say, oh, I'd love to suck his dick. Oh, don't but, say that. Well, it's true. <laughs> we're, don't we're clean. He doesn't know us. <laughs> uh, 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 we're, we're a very filthy show, and I hope your children aren't listening. Are they not? No, we, we are safe. We are safe. We we are an X-rated show. X-X-X-X-X. No, we're not X-rated. Well, we make Howard Stern look like an altar boy. I <laughs> know <laughs> we don't. <laughs> so Any, let's go back. Anyway, so first anyway, anyway, I want to get to his career now a little bit because yes. I'm super excited because I'm actually we have, we have great celebrity guests every week, but I'm a huge huge fan uh, of you and a lot of the work that you've done. So before we talk about anything in particular, I want to brag a little bit for you because it sounds better if I do it. Yeah. Um, so you guys, and this is just a very small sampling because his IMDb is so huge. He's been working for such a long time that it's not even funny. But I'm going to brag. Here's a few of the people uh, that he has had an opportunity to work with. Um, and I'm picking out the most notable. Um, they might not be. And the, I will raise my thumb if we know them while they've been on our show. There's hardly any. I, the ones I picked out. He has been in, in movies with people that have been on our show, but. Um, but I picked out the bigger people. <laughs> any, any, of my, any of my movie star friends? Uh, I don't. Well, I let no. I don't think you. I don't know. Here we go. All right. Oh yeah, you know Billy Bob Thornton. That's one. I know Billy. Okay. Bob Edward Norton, William Defoe, Bruce Willis, Willis, Mark Wahlberg, Kurt Russell, John Malkovich, Nicholas Cage, Elijah Wood, Jonah Hill, James Franco, Felicity Jones, Elizabeth Banks. Uh, I put Ken Devishian on there just because, like, we do know him. Leonardo DiCaprio, Margot Robbie, Rob Reiner, Matthew McConaughey, John Bernthal, I know him, Kyle Chandler, Brendan Fraser, Mariel Hemingway, Danny Trejo, Chad, Lim- Chad Dano, Danny Trejo, and Chad Lindbergh, Denzel Washington many times, you guys. He's in, like, a ton of Denzel Washington movies. Lou Temple I put on here because he's been on the show, Rosarian Dawson. Chris Pine, Ron likes him because he's supposed to have the biggest penis in Hollywood. That's not true. <laughs> no, I just commented about it. Kristen like- Bell, Christopher McDonald, who's been on the show, Seth Rogen, Billy Bob Thornton, Susan Sarandon, Amy Poehler, John, uh, John Malkovich, uh, Joel, Jim Broadbent, Joel David Moore, Angelica Houston, Zach Shepard, Matthew Lillard, Seth Green, Ashton Kutcher, Charlie Hoonan, Giovanni Ribisi, Donald Sutherland, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Brendan Gleeson, Natalie Portman, Jude Law, Nicole Kidman, Renee Zellweger. Uh, I wrote Cameron Bright because I like him a lot. Uh, Ray Liotta, Emma Roberts, Jamie King, Johnny Depp, Penelope Cruz, David Duchovny, Julianne Moore, Edward Norton, Edward Furlong, Dan Aykroyd, Feruza Balk, Stacey Keach. I mean, is that uh, Rosario, Jake Busey, who's been on the show. Um, anyway, uh, Kate Bosworth, Ryan Gosling, Brett Rice, who's been on the show. So, number one, congratulations. So why don't you just cut it short and say he's worked with everybody? <laughs> so, number one, congratulations on losing weight. Wow. Number two, congratulations on such a stellar career. And the fact that you've made these huge Academy Award blockbuster films, and then you have all these, like, cult films like 
Clarks 2 and Mallrats and Dogma, you know, like that, that, that have such these huge cult followings. So I think it's incredible. It's amazing. And well, congratulations. I, I, I am flabbergasted, but I must, I must brag. I was in a movie with Tab Hunter, Sophia Loren. So there you go. <laughs> hundred years ago. <laughs> Do you know who they are, Tab Hunter and some yeah, yeah, sure. Okay. Tab, Tab became my lifelong friend. I met him at 19 in that movie. And Jimmy and I saw him like two weeks before he passed. Uh, Sophia, I, my, I think my parents went to college, college with Tab Hunter in uh, Pittsburgh. Tab was from New York. He might have gone to college in Pittsburgh. Did, did, I, did I, he I go don't, to Carnegie you know Mellon? Yeah, I, I think he did. I think he did. And then he they moved to, to California. I'm vague about it, but it's in his bio. Uh, Tab was very private. Tab never spoke about uh, his youth or his background for some reason. And he hated Hollywood. He hated all the bullshit they did to him, the, the pinup boy, because he was gay. He was lovers with Tony Perkins. I mean, when I met him, he was as gay as they came. Uh, not gay enough to go to bed with me. Oh, uh, we should know, him. though. You, you should know, just so you know, we're married. Yeah. Just in case he's... <laughs> but, I, I mean, I would have gone to bed with Tab Hunter in a minute. But Tab and I just developed. I was 19. Uh, years later, when I interviewed him on my show, I said something about that. And he said, I missed you at 19. You were 19 because he was 26. I said, yeah, you stupid bastard. You missed me. But anyway, Tab Hunter was the most honest, sincere, down-to-earth, wonderful human being. So not Hollywood. He was everybody's buddy. He was He'd buy you a drink. He was a sweetie pie. And I miss him. Whenever we talk about him, a lot. So I want to go back. Okay, so so uh, I know nobody talks about this film, and I don't know why. I had it on VHS, and I wore it out because anytime I was like in a like a uh, you, I would get into a frump. I would like watch it. And you guys, everybody needs to watch this movie. It's called The First Twenty Million is always the hardest, and it's uh, it's Adam Garcia and Rosaria Dawson and Jake Busey and you and I, I forgot the other guy. Uh, but but it's a great movie about a bunch of kind of like misfits who go and make a computer, and uh, it's an amazing movie. Adam Garcia is the love interest uh, in that movie. Um, what's that? What's that movie where they uh, uh, they dance on the the bar? Strictly ballroom was that? Was that what he was in? No, he was no. in. Uh, what's the movie where they have the bar and the girls dance on the bar to get the people going, and they made restaurants after it? Oh. Uh, um... Coyote Ugly. Yeah, so he was the he was the romantic lead in Coyote Ugly also, and he's the romantic lead with uh, Rosario Dawson in this one. It's a great like family feel good film. I don't even know if you can even get it anywhere. Um, but how was it like being on? Because like your your character is so like cool on that, and the whole film was so amazing. I, I really loved it. It's like such a great wholesome wholesome film. No, it, you know that. Um... Uh, the, the it was really bizarre, bizarre because the script was, was uh, more of a, an R-rated script, and then and after filming it, the studio kept making changes because because they wanted a PG movie. So I so I think what we wound up with was something totally totally than what we set out to make, which is weird to have have him while you're making the movie. The um, but it, it you know it also also I think. Uh, got a lot wrong with, with where computers went. So yes. that, that that kind of played against it. But by the time it came out, I, th I think technology had passed where it posited technology was going. It was a fun movie to, to make. Uh, I didn't you know, even uh, care that the computer technology wasn't. It didn't even matter to me because it was just the way everybody interacted and the way, you know, the, the underdog wins and, you know, the, they try, the big company tries to put the little people out of business and then they lose in the end. I mean, it was just such a feel-good 
you know, film. But as far as switching a film around, I was at a red carpet. Producer comes over to me. He said, you are so funny. You are so gay. You are so wild. I need you in my movie. I said, okay, send me a script. I got the script. I played a gay minister. I thought it was a lot of fun. We go to shoot, and he said, <laughs> the director comes over to me, and he said, play it straight. I said, what are you talking about? He said, play it straight. What is that stupid people I hate that run the films? The famous one that produced the distributes films. Uh, the distributor didn't want it to. The distributor, to I won't give the name, uh, didn't want me to be gay in the movie. <laughs> so, you know, what the fuck did you hire me for? But anyway, <laughs> when they shot the film, I was a little light in the loafer. So you can tell, but I wasn't outright, but I was funny. Yeah. And and I got, I mean, how do you hire a comic and tell them not to be funny? So, so wait a minute, did that ever happen to you where they hired you for one thing and then wanted you to be another? No, that, that never happened to me. I mean, the the biggest thing was something something like with the 20 million where, where it was um, a lot of dialogue changes to get curse words out. That's the, oh. that's, that's the most frustrating changes I've been to. That's not Kill, Kills a joke. If you don't have the <laughs> if the fuck's not in the right place, the joke is over. I agree. I, I mean, and it's not really vulgarity anymore. Today, it's part of English uh, dialogue and language. Some of the most sophisticated, chicest, wealthiest people I know talk just like me, speak yeah. you know, dirty words. So, so my other film, though, that was my favorite film, and, and this is kind of like funny because the people in this film, everybody kind of like blew up, a lot of the people. And that's remember the title. Yeah, blew the, up like as an explosion? No, no, blew up like they were like, you know, they were like kind of like getting well known. And then now like Ryan Gosling is in the film and now he's like, you know, super A-list and Kate Bosworth was in the film. So anybody who hasn't seen Remember the Titans, it's a Denzel Washington film with Will Patton, Donald Faison. I don't know. There's a whole bunch of great people. Hayden Panettiere is a little kid. Um, Kip Pardue, Ryan Gosling, Brett Rice, who's been on the show. It's basically set in the time of segregation where it's a football team and the black team and the white team have to come together to play together on the same team right. and what they go through. It's one of the most inspirational sports movies you'll ever see in your life. And your role is like when you say you're not no brainiac and you're never going to college, you know, and then you actually get a C average and shit. I was like crying and shit. I was like, Oh my God, I'm so happy. You know, which shows that you're a good actor that I'm sitting there like crying because you're going to get into college. I was like, Oh my God, I'm such a pussy. But, <laughs> but you know what? You know what flips me out is Busey in that film was not attractive at all. No, 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 no. no different film. Busey's not in the film. No, I'm, but talking about. I'm going to the Busey film. No, but you're talking about Jake. Jake Busey. He looks like he always looks. No, oh, no, that's no, no. You think he's hot now that he's old. I know. <laughs> we, we saw him at a red carpet. We spent an evening with him. He is absolutely gorgeous in person. He was the handsomest thing you ever want to see. Yet on film... He was not good looking. That's 20 at all. years ago, too, when he was 20 years younger. Yes, which brings me to age can make you look better sometimes. I mean, Jake Busey in person is a handsome guy. Tall, like blonde. Him. Yeah, well, he's another one. I mean, so age is good. So some. did you have fun? Did you have fun doing Remember the Titans? Because you have your, your character is really like the, the, the person who brings everybody together in the whole film and the fact that you got, you know, Ryan Gosling and Kate Bosworth and. And uh, I love, um, I think it's Ryan Hurst. Is he the guy who was in Sons of Anarchy? Like, like everybody's, like, really cool. Like, everybody in the cast is really cool. Uh, Donald Faison, you know, is, is in Clueless, which is another one of my movies, you know, my, my yeah, and movies that I like a lot. Yeah, and share some stories with us about what was on the set. You know, people love it. Our audiences love to hear what went on 
on the set that's not public. So give us a couple of stories about funny shit that happens. We know things happen on a set. <laughs> funny stuff. Um, that, that movie, I really enjoyed making. I, you know, at, at the time, Donald Faison was the most famous of all, all of us. Ryan Gosling had been on, like, uh, 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 the Hercules, I think, was his only credit. credit. Maybe the Mouse Club prior to that. I, I don't think Kate Osworth had ever worked or not. It might have also been Hey Panetieri's uh, first job. Um, for me, it, it was it was kind, kind of brutal because they, they had us do a football camp, camp leading up to the movie. Like our our whole rehearsal process was an actual football camp, and I'm so overweight, man, that just the stretch stretching prior to the actual workout was horrendously brutal i would just be done at, done at that point so i would have to, to sit sit there a few hours, hours watching these guys exercise every every day three weeks um it, it was a tough movie to shoot physically for me for me from that from that standpoint so a lot a lot of my experience was just like you know try, try and get out of shots because they're so physical yeah. <laughs> but any funny experience, anything silly that went on on a set anywhere. I know Leo DiCaprio was kind of fun on a set. Was he on your set? A lot of fun. A lot yeah. of fun. He's got a great yeah. set humor. Yeah. The the, the mo- most um the most fun antics stuff that I ever did was with uh was on the set old mountain. We were stuck out and out in the middle of nowhere in Romania filming this movie. And uh, one of the producers, Albert Albert Berger, his son Ethan, was out. He was he was a teenager at the time, fifteen or fifteen or six years old. And him him and I just went went around playing pranks on people, like um, putting a, a cellphone over their toilets, and <laughs> doing pretty awful things, things like that. That's just true. I love the time. Yeah. So hang on. Those are fun things. Hang on one second. One one point for those of you out there. When you work on a set. You think it's easy, right? Because we make it look easy, but we're very nervous. We're very worried about our performance, not remembering our lines. So there's a lot of tension on the set. So when somebody does a practical joke, it relieves the tension and you're able to go to work a lot nice. Don't you agree with that? A lot happier. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we're also all off in a, in like, like a breakfast type place in, in, the middle of nowhere in Romania, so there wasn't even like like you can get off work and can be alone. We're still like living room. You had a commute living room with all these people. People. Um, so I think stuff like like that that was necessary. We we have yeah. one we have one little thing because we for some reason and she's not sure why. Uh, we're we're hearing you twice. Like we have like oh. an echo. Um, That's because it's so better? nice. Is it yes. better if I'm closer? Yeah. Yes. Okay. See? Stay closer. Wait, that way we see, don't hear- you're so nice. We hear you twice. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Now, listen, it. what does your wife think about the new sexy hot guy she's got in bed? I mean, you know, did she like the chubby one too? I, I, I think she prefers this guy, sure. Um, sure. But she put up, put up chubby one. And but, but, by the know, way, ch- chubby, very nice way of, 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 of referring to size. Well, <laughs> You know, I have, uh, unfortunately, I have two very wonderful friends that I love and adore who are extremely overweight. And I have been trying so hard. Well, one of them, I got her to, to listen. And now she's on a diet simply because she's five foot tall and she's about 200 pounds. And the doctor said to her, her knees are gone and her ankle. 
And if she doesn't lose 100 pounds, she'll be in a wheelchair. So when people hear that kind of stuff, the red flag goes up and you say, oh, shit, food's not important anymore. You know, who wants to be in a wheelchair? Uh, I'm hoping for my friends to lose weight. I encourage everybody I know to lose weight. Uh, it's unhealthy. Cancer does go to people who are overweight. So anybody out there that's listening, don't hate me for what I say. Listen to me. Get inspired. Listen to Get inspired. this, All you guys gotta this do guy. I mean, this guy's gorgeous, and he's got a body of death, and he was a chubby checker. So now you could do the same. You could be a tubby and become a sexy. And if you guys want to see the transformations, if you're on Instagram, he's Ethan Supley. On uh, Instagram, it's E-T-H-A-N-S-U-P-L-E-E. -E. He's also that on Twitter. And on, on his Instagram, he's got pictures. He's got before pictures, after pictures, 20 okay, years later pictures. Okay, you know pictures. what? I'm going to make him a lot of money. Uh, all those products, wait a minute, listen to me, don't go away. All those products they advertise to lose weight, they should contact him. No, because he did it the real way. No, and do it the before and after. No. <laughs> because he's a perfect example of what Slim Fast or whatever the hell they are could do for you. Look at that broad, the, the, oh, Osmond, the Osmond sisters. She's making a fortune. Also, my business partner joined us. Say hi to Eileen. Just say hi, Eileen. Eileen. <laughs> hi, Eileen. I'm a, I'm a publicist is how I support myself. So she joined us. She, do, do she know, was interviewing Ice T and Coco, so she couldn't. Do you know who I, do you know who I, Eileen is? No. No. How would he know Eileen? I don't know. Eileen. Everybody's seen her breasts. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> She's got the biggest breasts in, in the world. So, okay. No, so really, then, she turns a corner. Her breasts go first, and 10 minutes later, she comes around the corner. So wait a second. Seriously, so, if ever she banged into you, she pinned you against the wall, you'd Choked to death, <laughs> which right is between true. her cleavage, which is actually true. And I yeah. love, I love her more than anything. She's one of my dearest and closest friends. Hey, Eileen, enjoy your little puppy. Yeah, she got, she a, got a little dog. dog. You know, she's a sex maniac, so we could talk this way. She got a little dog. You know what it is? It's a, a dachshund. What does a dachshund look like? A big fat penis. <laughs> She even had to get a phallic symbol for a dog. You gotta like love it. So, Eileen so, kisses. So you've done a lot of. Hey, Eileen, isn't this guy cute? So you've done a lot of TV and you've done a lot of movies. Do you have a preference of one that you like better than the other? And the second part of that would be so because uh, Ron was saying, you know, like he uh, trouble learning lines. Do you have a trouble learning lines, or is that something that's easy for you? Oh. Uh, you know, I wish I could learn them just just by reading them once. But if, if I if I put the effort into it, it's not it it takes time. I don't have trouble if I if I if you know if I estimate the right amount of amount of time I know I'll get them eventually. Okay, I, I have I've I have such difficulty that now I have about six movies coming up. I'm wearing an earplug like Johnny Depp does, and they're going to feed me my lines because at 80 years old I have trouble remembering where my zipper is when I have to pee. <laughs> so no, it's hard I, when you're my age. It's uh, Jane Russell, who was my best friend, I used to say to Jane, I could get you in a movie, a very good film. Do you want to do it? She'd say no. And I'd say, why? She said, because I can't remember lines. And I told her, we'll put an earplug in. And then she'd say, oh, just leave me alone. You know, but um, as you get older, it's it, you, you, you don't remember too much of present. You remember yesterday. So go back to the I mean, look at what, excuse me, Robert De Niro uses a plug. Uh, what's his name? The other one? Eric Roberts. Eric Roberts uses, I mean, everybody's got an earplug now. So not to worry when you're 80 years old making film. You if you don't plug. remember, if you don't remember. Well, like me, you'll use an earplug. So so do you like doing movies better or television better? Or it doesn't really matter as long as you like the projects. I, I think prior to having a wife wife and kids, I 
I, I really liked being kind of dramatic and 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 movies. But but once I had a reason reason want to be in Los Angeles, I preferred here, and so TV. Oh, wow. yeah. Now, are you raising kids in LA? Yeah, lots of luck. I mean, we're I'm I'm on my fourth. The oldest oldest are in college now, and uh, the youngest is now now thirteen. I have I have been raising kids. I raised. Oh two- my god, I didn't know you were that old. Like to have a college age. Like I always thought. I don't know why. Well, you could, no, I you thought you were like in your late thirties. So if he had a, if he had a kid. <laughs> If he had a kid at 18 years old, he's not old. I raised two daughters partially in L.A., in Beverly Hills. And then when I saw what my daughters were turning into, I quickly moved to Long Island, to Garden City, a very conservative, Republican, Protestant, kind of straight-ass town, so that they wouldn't turn into druggies and whores. (laughs) Well, that's what they were going His daughters are in their 50s, late 40s and 50s. 52 and 46. But they're wonderful women. And they, they didn't become... Oh, wait. I so, know, although, although, you know, Angelina Jolie, Angie Boy, grew up in my house. She was my daughter, Deirdre's best friend. And Angie turned out okay. And what people say about her is all wrong, the, the, the mean ones. She's the nicest girl. In, did you ever work with Angie? No. Oh, you would be a delight, too. I would love to. But she's just the kindest, uh, sweetest, most giving human. So, so, wait, are any of your kids interested in doing what you do? No. None of that. <laughs> really, mine, neither. I try to get my daughter to be an actress, Deirdre. She's a SAG member, and she made a couple of movies. And she said, Daddy, the day's work I get just isn't worth a year of wanting. She said, it's just too much wanting, too much uh, game playing, too much. The, they talk dirty to me. They wanted me to go to bed with them kind of shit. You know, she just didn't care for any of it. And the older one just... She worked for, she was a, a personal assistant to so many movie stars, and she was business manager for Sharon Stone and a bunch of people. And she said, I can't live in that world. It's it's too narcissistic. narcissistic. And no, I'd rather be with ordinary people. So wait a minute, what about your wife? Well, she now my question's coming. You and your family are not Hollywood people. Uh, you know, you know, I don't enjoy participating in Hollywood things. Um, but my my wife's wife's father was an actor. Um, but not, we're not raising the kids kids to be a part of this industry at all. Good, good. So you're not Hollywood people. You know what Hollywood people are? All, all yes. the dream. They live in another world. They think who the fuck they are. All that bullshit. That, I mean, that's a terrible thing to teach children. You must teach children their worth that they are as good as what they're worth and their worth is what they become from your training. And yeah. I can see that you're a decent guy and I think you're raising decent children. Yeah, they're good. Yeah. I, and, and I, and I only have girls and I cannot say that from what I've, what I've seen that it, it's a kind industry for, for, for girls. It might be changing and be getting better, but it seems to be a pretty rough, rough for, for girls. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, I think and, it's wrong. And I have, my one daughter was first one up, Miss America, Miss New York, Miss Long Island, Power's top model. So Leslie growing up, I pushed her into that, and she hated it. She hated people looking at her, touching her, and I would have her hair done, makeup for a shoot. She just went crazy from it. So my daughters really, uh, they turned away from the business. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, you got to, you know, as you know, you have to love this business to be in it because it's a very tough business. You're always yeah. out of work. You're always looking for work. 
I mean, who the fuck wants Actually, to Actually, not him. <laughs> no, 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 not, 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 not with the record that he's got. I mean, he's played with everybody and their mother. And a couple of those people are my friends, you know, who I really like a lot. I, I love the fact that your career has, that you have never been pigeonholed. Because um, you've got comedy, you've got like heavy duty drama. Uh, I loved Evolution. We watched that. Not we've watched that during the pandemic, actually, right. just because like yeah. it was on. Uh, and it's bad. American History X. I mean, it's such a like a. No, I've got to say. Wait, let me finish. Wait, let me just. You know, I'm old. I don't remember. <laughs> it comes to me. I have to say, no smoke up your ass. But I really like your work. I think you're a natural. I think you are meant for the camera. The camera likes you. And I like the fact that when you speak words, you use expression. You make the words come alive. You just don't read lines like they do in the shitty movies I'm in. Movies I'm in, they all read. No, they all, they, you know, I said to one actor, listen to this now. I'm a cop in Pittsburgh. And I just found out that it's all bullshit that he killed his brother. And they're trying to say it's something in the river monster that kills it. Now I'm yelling and screaming. I know what you did. You are a liar. That your brother, blah, 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 blah. And he said, what did he say to me? Oh, you're a bastard. <laughs> Something like that. And I stopped the camera. I said to the director, oh, you got to be kidding. I said, this has got to be a big, you're playing a prank, right? He said, no. So I said to the actor opposite me, I said, you know how to act? He said, yeah. I said, well, then do it. I'm screaming at you. I'm calling you a fucking murderer. I'm yelling at you. And all you say is, oh, don't be a, oh, you're a bastard, like a faggot. And he wasn't even, he was straight. I said, come back with me. Come back. We can say me. that we're gay. No, I, said, I, said, I said, come back, come back at me. Come back, give, feed me, give me back. Never happened. Yeah. And yeah, if you maybe. see that scene, it's so pathetic. It just went right on its ass. Boom. But now you forgot where I was. Okay, so we. Uh, now you get no. I know the fact. No, no, the fact that because one movie that we loved was Motherless Brooklyn. We saw that in the theaters. I guess yes, yes, that's one of my. He's Edward Norton's one of his favorite. I love, love. What is Eddie like? I mean, I would love to meet him. He's a really, really nice guy. I'm incredibly smart. He doesn't seem seem dumb. He he doesn't seem. uneducated or anything, but he's actually quite quite smarter, I think, even than he comes off. off. He's always You're thinking so very far ahead. You're so lucky to have been in his I like film. All that. I would love to be in a film with him. He's one of my favorite, favorite actors. I love his work. He's another one that puts expression into words. You know, they don't do that anymore. See, years ago in Hollywood, you were trained. If you are expressing hatred, make your eyes hate. Today, they don't. They express yeah. hatred without the emotion, and it looks flat. It doesn't come off real. And I don't understand why they go to school to learn how to act, and they don't teach this. Maybe they call it archaic or Actually, did you go to school? Did you go to school, or are you just a natural? No, he's a natural. I, can I, I, I had parents who went and majored in drama at college and then were theater actors in the new um, before I was born, my, my, my the pets were named Stanley and Stella, and there was always a plays and read in my house. So it was it was definitely definitely around. I didn't go to school. No, I, I could tell that you pull it out from your ass when you work. You really grab it and pull it out. I mean, you have to do that. You you know, the camera doesn't lie. Camera sees things that you don't see in person. And actors don't get it. Like a lot of actors say, Ron, you're in the business. How many? I said, I'm in the business 64 years. I've done television, movies, all kinds of shit through my life. And what have you learned? And I said, I've learned one thing. 
make your words count because you're not going to get another chance to do it. It's a one take deal, maybe. Not if you're with Marilyn Monroe, of course, that's 73 takes. <laughs> but if you're with a good actor, they, you know, if they're going to break a studio apart, it's a one take deal. They're not going to rebuild it to break it again. So yeah. make sure that your words work. Give them life. Bring life to your words. How do you, so how do you, I know, because I don't know, I'm like when you look at like all the things you've done and people in the chat room are all going crazy and uh, about all the different things. So somebody in the chat room, maybe we'll get one chat room question in. They want to know what's your latest project? What, what do you got coming up next? I have a movie coming out. I don't know if it'll be, it'll be a, you know, who knows when they yes. actually come out. <laughs> um, but I, I did it uh, towards the end. You know, last year was, year was real clusterfuck. Yes. Um, for everything. But I did manage to do a movie, movie with Chin Tatum called Dog, uh, which is about um, a military vet who, uh, you know, you know, help uh, uh, piss the through, through the use of military veteran during dogs. Oh, cool. Yeah. Actually, we, we work with a charity called Dogs for Our Brave. Yeah, Dogs for Our Brave. And um, what they do is they actually um, – find veterans with PTSD and maybe right. they're missing limbs and stuff and need the dog to be able to like open right. the refrigerator and do stuff for them. And, 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 and Andy Gladstein. Andy Gladstein is the founder. I want to correct something. Did I say I was in the business 46 years? 64. 64, because I'm dyslexic. No, I'm in, the business, <laughs> I'm in the business 65 years. Could you imagine being in this freaking business and I'm still alive and well? I mean, 60, 65 years in this business – Oh, they're talking about how adorable your rosy cheeks are in the chat room. All the girls are See, painting. They're, they're starting in. The they're girls, starting in. The girls are lost. So do you have a film? We have a lot of horny women that watch. Do you have a do you have a do you have a film that was like one of your favorites or a few that are some of your favorites? And and how did of you? Of course, all hang of on my films. Yeah, no, not yours. And how did you? Like, how do you pick some of your? Because like you're in so many huge blockbusters, and then you're in some really cool indie. Like I loved Art School Confidential. It had a great cast. It was a great, great film. Um, and so, how do you actually like decide what you're going to do? Um, you know, you know. Now my decisions are made primarily based around money and yes. and, the, and where the movie is going to be. Shoot, shoot. That's a, those are the big feathers for me right right now. If it's, you know, I know I justify leaving my home to do an indie movie that doesn't pay anything. They, they, you know, on some of those, you actually want to want to spend money t to do it. Oh, I know that. I know it all the time. I was on one movie. I got two hundred a day. I started to laugh because that's not even lunch, and it cost us a hundred something bucks in gas to get there and back. <laughs> So I worked literally for like 12 bucks. But that yeah. was Hang on, no, wait, it's okay because it was a dear, dear friend of mine that wrote the film and did it. So I would have done it free, which yeah. I have done films free for friends of yeah, mine. Yeah, he's a big star. He can't no, but free. when they offer me 175 a day, I say, listen, forget it. I'll help you out. Yeah. So go back. Yeah. Okay. I did it a little movie not long, long ago uh, called Gossamer, which was just, just one of these things where the script was, was said. That I was willing to spend my money and do it, and 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 you know I'm not not not. It's not really work at that point. You think if you're doing something artistic, yes. Um, well, yes. If the script is dynamite, well, art school confidential is no, kind of no. like. That. If if I could play, I'm too old, of course. But if I could play Streetcar Named Desire, 
I would work for free and I'd even invest in the film. I mean, I think that would be probably one of the most exciting roles I could ever play would be uh, Streetcar. Don't you agree? Yeah. I mean, well, God, you could run with that baby. Look at Brando, what he did with it. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant performance. Do you yeah, have a, yeah. do you have a, would you have a film, a, a film that might not have been your favorite film, but that you had the best experience filming then? Let's go that way. <laughs> I got about 10. No, it's not you. I'm not asking you. No, I don't care about yours. I'm, 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 I'm easing it in for him to tell the truth. So <laughs> I said I have 10, so he'll say how many he's had. I, I, I think think that I really enjoyed working with Anthony Mangella. I don't want to single him out as, as being the best experience I've had or that it's my favorite that I've been in. Um, I did a TV series a couple of years ago, ago called Chance, which was on Hulu. And I, I thought that was, that was really knockout stuff. Um, that material I would have, have I would have taken a, a haircut cut to be in. And, um, exactly. It, it didn't get much attention, but, but we did two years of it, and it's still still on Hulu. That's that's one of my favorite things, and and it's that old either. Oh, now when they give that. you a script and you go to work, do you develop the character as you see it, or do you allow the director to tell you how he sees it and how you should perform it? This is this is the, the main difference I found between television and film. If it's film, I, I, I definitely discuss this and, and and figure it out with the director. Tell, tell him because you get a new director every week. It, it, I don't trust doing it that way because then then suddenly it'd be all over the place if 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 some some new director decides. So I I have had I, I wouldn't even say issues, but some of the my problem with television is the fact that you you do so many directors who come in and and have have the ideas for something which may be different than what you've been been doing for. Six months. Listen, I play mostly mafia Italian gangsters, okay? I'm from Brooklyn. I was raised with gangsters, so I know what that real shit is all about. I can play it better than anybody. Now I get a a director from Connecticut who's a wasp, Englishman, and he's going to come in and tell me how to use a Brooklyn accent. He's going to tell me how to be a gangster. I'll shoot him right on the fucking set. You know, I'll show him what a gangster is. I'll shoot him right in the eye, between the eyes. So that pisses me off. When you know that you could do that character better than anybody, and then they come in and they want to dilute it, get the hell out of here. How do you feel about that? You tell the director to go fuck himself or what? Well, I usually run and talk to the to the uh, to producers and say, hey, listen, th- this is the direction that this guy's trying, trying to go. Can you talk, talk to him? There right. you go. The He's much more di- diplomatic. Well, no, no, no. I've never told the director to go fuck himself, but I did walk off a film. I did walk off a film, and I've never done that in my life. I've, I've never, ever done that. But I was so disrespected as an older guy and made fun of, and uh, I just couldn't take it, and I felt it was total. You know, had it been a union production, I had a lawsuit, a major lawsuit, what was done yeah. to me. But I walked off the set. And they shot around me and they were able to, it was the end of the film anyway, they were able to uh, kill my character off without me being there. But okay, no, so hold on. I won't, t- at this age, at this point in my life, I won't talk uh, wait, wait. Okay, so I want to know, uh, because you you work with so many cool people, I'm a huge fan of Margot Robbie and I'm a huge fan of Rosario Dawson. 
Um, so like, are, were they were they cool? Like, are they cool and fun? I, I'm sure Rosario Dawson was. Is Margot mm-hmm. Robbie cool? Yeah, uh, uh, Rosario. I've worked. I've done two movies with her, sir. So I know her a bit better than I know Margot. I I I enjoyed. I have a lot of fun with Margot. Margot, too. she's certainly a lot of fun. She's uh, quite a bit younger than I am, though. So you know that that gets a way of creating a, a real lasting relationship. But Rosario's right. and 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 first movie I did did with her was that movie you liked. The, the first million's always always the hardest. And then ten or 15, 15 later, I did another other movie with her. I she's love awesome. Yeah, yeah, I love who her. Do you, who do you consider a good actress today? Who would you say is? Who, what, what female actress do you enjoy her performance the most of all? Um, well, my sister-in-law, I have to, have to say that she is at the top of my, my list, Julia who's your, Lewis. Who's, who's your sister-in-law? Julia Lewis. She's oh, a my God. That's your How fucking awesome. <laughs> Way to go. I love her. Yeah, I do, too. That's I a, didn't know that. That's a nice. I love her music, too. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, nice, that's a nice sister-in-law. She's with it. Yeah. Uh, outside of the family now, so you don't get beat up. Um, <laughs> who, who is it that you think is, what actress do you look at and say, my God, she does a wonderful job on everything? Um, you know, I think the queen is, is Meryl Streep. It's hard, hard to it's hard to beat Meryl Streep. See, and I don't, ag- I don't agree with that. You don't love her? No, I, 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 like, I her. like her, but I know I, I'm crazy about that other broad. What's her name? I like Charlize Theron. Oh, Char- Charlize Theron is a good actress. She's more beautiful. I'm talking about the blonde. We saw her in that movie where she was rich and then got poor and lived in a dump. I love her. Oh, uh, oh, I forgot who that. You is. know who? She's a famous actress. <laughs> I forgot. I've who. never seen Kate, Kate Blanchett. Oh, Kate Blanchett. Yes. I have never seen a performance by Kate that was bad. She yeah. becomes the character. She's a joy to watch because every move, every facial, her speech. Even when she did, she played Captain Hepburn's life. Yeah. I mean, she's a brilliant, she's better than Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep. Uh, everybody picks Meryl Streep. No, but Meryl right? Streep is popular. Meryl plays Meryl. Right. Blah, 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 blah. But Ron, listen, let's, yeah. see, let's see what Kate Blanchett is, is doing in 30 years. Because I think, I, I think, I think you're right. I think she's also fantastic. Fantastic. But you, you could tell me that she's better, she's better than Meryl Streep was 30 years ago. Meryl Streep, Streep, very similar to what you're saying about Kate Blanchett. No, Meryl Streep, listen, I was there when Meryl Streep started off in that movie about the kid in Central Park. What was it? With, what's his name? Uh, I forgot the movie. It was her first movie. Um, she is a fan of Betty Davis's. I knew Betty Davis, okay? So I know who Betty was and what Betty was really like. So does Meryl. She only wanted to be Betty Davis, so she took roles where she could get out of character, change her hair color, wear bad makeup. That's why know. she's good, though. Well, that's – excuse me. That's – Betty Davis used to say this, and I, I, shouldn't re, I shouldn't really repeat this. Let me think about it. Well, anyway, okay, Be- Betty would so say forth. that half of her awards were due to the makeup, not necessarily the acting. She said, when you have to play an ugly old lady and you're young, you're hiding behind the makeup and the character. And the makeup and the character makes the scene and makes the acting. But when you are a washed woman and you are acting a scene out, that's when the true actress comes through. So most actors that hide between behind makeup and effects, uh, they're, they're doing that job. Kate Blanchard is always washed. 
And yet she's marvelous. And I think in 30 years, she will be just as great as Meryl Streep is. I won't be here, so send me a letter. But I mean, uh, I adore Kate. And if I ever had to work with her, I'd probably pee myself. I mean, I wouldn't be able to even talk to her. I would say, oh, my God, I'm just going to sit here and stare at you. Do you mind if I watch you work? I, I don't even want to be in your scene. I want to watch you. She's mesmerizing. Did you see her in that wonderful movie where she's a multimillionaire and then her husband goes to prison and she loses all her money and she goes back home to live with her sister in a dump? I forgot that. Blue Magnolia or something. uh, Lavender. Lavender. Lavender Blue. I don't know. Oh, my God. Alec Baldwin is the husband. Her performance was dropped dead. She went from a snobby Hampton girl on the beach, you know, very fancy schmancy, down to a poor broad that almost had a job as a waitress wonderful portrayal how she transferred so hold on I, uh, so then let's go bucket list because now you've worked with almost every a-list actor of today no, no, no. don't do almost do every uh, well i don't know there could i don't i didn't see charlie's theron on the list <laughs> she's my favorite <laughs> i'm sure so, she will be soon <laughs> she will be soon so let's get what's who's a, who's a bucket list like if you were able to choose someone that you haven't had an opportunity to work with yet you could pick a man or a male and a female actor who would who is somebody who you think oh my god i'd really like an opportunity to work with these people um sure the mayo mayo would be Daniel day lewis uh, awesome he's one really, of the greatest actors of all time and and uh cape K- I agree with you. She, you know, she's an actress that feeds you. You could stand there like a moron, and after three lines from her, you know what you're doing. She's one of those. She's a. She's one of those actresses that puts it, puts all of it into it. Yeah. And that's what you want to work with. You don't want. I mean, I was on. Uh, I can't. Because we don't have a lot of. Well, time. I was on Charlie's Angels, and one of the stars on Charlie's Angels, lovely woman. I loved her a lot, but. Between takes, she was doing lip gloss and fluffing and eyelashes. And when she came back on, she was in that mood, lip gloss and eyelashes and not playing a hooker. And I, you know, and I thought, wow, you got to stay in character. You know, in between takes, don't lose it. Because if you got it, hang on to it. You can go. And it shows in that sequence. When I see that show, I forgot what number it was. But you could see her. She was a All right, next bucket list. Okay, hold on. Next bucket list. She was list. a prostitute lip gloss in my list. So, okay, so like if you could have uh, been in any movie that's ever been made in history, and I know, realize all this is fantasy, but if there's any movie that's ever been made in the world and you could have been you could have been in it, what movie would you have liked to have been in? Once Upon, once upon Time in Erica. Oh, oh I good. love that movie. Great movie, especially the, the really the oh, five. I got the wrong, no, I got the wrong movie. Yeah, you got the wrong movie. You didn't like that no, one. No, I liked it. No, I'm talking about the other movie. doesn't matter. Let him talk because we got to leave him. He's going to leave in a second. Are you thinking Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Oh yeah, no, he's thinking. I, oh no, he's thinking Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. You're thinking Once no, Upon no, a Time. No, no, no. You I, like Once Upon a Time in America. That's an old movie. Is that is that the one with what's his name? No, he's yeah, he's thinking Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He didn't like that one. He loves Once Upon a Time. Once in Upon America. a Time in America. Is so, that yeah, one, yeah. Oh, it's a wonderful film, beautifully <laughs> written. Everybody's performance was outrageous. Was gorgeous movie, and the music, the score was out of this world. Those sequins in the restaurant with he and Shira alone in that beautiful big oh love story, not to be believed. Everybody watch it. What's his name? Is the star. 
Italian actor. De Niro. De Niro is the star. It starts off where he's a little boy punk hoodlum in in, in New York City and becomes a big mafioso. Wonderful, wonderful. What part would you like to play? I don't know. Do I have to steal some somebody's part? I don't. I don't want to steal anybody's part. I'm, I'm <laughs> no, I'll be in it. I'll be an extra. No, no, I mean, that's me. I'm no, being I mean, extra. Fantasy. I feel fantasizing now. Which part would you have played? I guess. I mean, the best role role is Nero. That's the one. one. I, but no, you, you know, see, and I, I love. I, the, I love when the I, perform- oh, I'm sorry. Go. When I, I when when I watched that that movie a lot, I was much much young younger. I related more and more with kids. So I think being being part of that gang when we were all actual children children is always what I thought would have been so much fun to do. I would have played any part, even her part. Yeah, I would have put a wig on her lashes and I would have done her. Uh, the, the movie is are you are very. You and I have a good sense of choice. You're smart. <laughs> like me. No, we chose the same actress in the same movie. I love that movie. Matter of fact, Jimmy, we should watch it tonight. Yeah, we can watch it. it. We can it's three watch hours it. long, but so worth it. Yeah. I like love it. So we're going to do – first of all, we're going to do something we've never done before. We're only going to keep you another couple of minutes. Um, well, he's not going anywhere. Yeah, he does because we have another guest, com- another guest coming okay, on. Okay. But, I wanna two, do, but I want to do something. I want to do something I've never done. We've never done this before. First, I want to tell everybody, you guys, you can follow Ethan Supley uh, again uh, – Go watch his Instagram. It's really, like, amazing. Follow him on Twitter. He doesn't really need any more followers. He's got a million of them. But, like, go ahead and follow him. Let him have more. Um, he's such a cool guy. He's in so many amazing movies. Uh, we have these two guys coming on. We were, we did a show last night called The Scene Snobs. Really cool guys. And um, I'm going to bring him in just for two seconds and let him say hi to you because I think they'll get a big but kick out of But also you. Tell I people like to listen to podcast, American Glutton. It's all, all about weightless. Yes, American Glass Podcast, which you tweet about it all the time. So Listen, hold on, Helen. I, mean, I, I want to say something. I want to introduce you. I want, he's not I'm, going I'm gonna, anywhere I'm yet. Drive me. I want to do. Come on. I'm going to lend me money for a divorce. <laughs> Listen, I want to meet you one day because I want a picture with you so I can put it up there with all my show off pictures. <laughs> now go that. on, go on, Mr. Manhattan. All right, hold on. So, so Ethan, I'd like you to meet uh, <laughs> Madman is Casey Plot. Uh, the scene snob is Mick Manhattan. They have a great Hello. show called The Scene Snob. Just say hi. You guys say hi. I want to give you a chance to have some hey, screen Mr. time. Hey, nice to meet you. Hey, Ethan, nice guy. to meet you, sir. Nice I'm a big you. fan. I'm, I'm a Jersey boy, so you know oh, you're, nice. you being in Kevin Smith's movies are huge for me. Yeah. Look at look at you being ganged up by four interviewers. <laughs> <laughs> so so no, you're so, as big as so, Barbara Streisand. <laughs> so Mick, Mick, we're gonna because because I, I I don't want to I don't want to like uh, take advantage of Ethan, but I want give each one of you guys a chance. Ask him a question. Think quick. Ask him a question, and that way you kind of like get something because we've never done this before. Let anybody else talk to our our star. Never, we're jealous. So, it's a, so yeah. it's a big thing. So Mick, you're up first. One, I want to say thank you for American Glutton. That's a big guy. It really helps, uh, and I really thank you for that. I watch your videos on YouTube. It, it, you're inspirational, man. Thank you. Um, well, then lose weight. Lose weight. Let him inspire you to lose. I'm weight. working on it. I'm working on it. But I also Good for you. it's healthy. I also want to say, have you seen the sailboat yet? Come on, man. I saw the fucking sailboat, dude. dude. <laughs> saw it. I saw it. I, I had to, uh, I had, had to uh, have somebody send me a, a free Im- image of it, and I saw it. Which That's was crazy. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. You could only first, gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. There you go. Casey, you're Turns up. out it was actually a, a schooner. A schooner. Yeah. Yeah. Schooner. Uh, Ethan, favorite car? Fake car? Mm-hmm. Or mode of transportation. How about that? I, 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 I. 
I don't, don't care too much about cars. I have a, a giant diesel truck right now that I, I got kind of just to fuck with, fuck with in Los Angeles. Um, <laughs> the most Jersey answer I've ever heard. Yeah, and and it does, and people people don't like, and that makes me love it all the more. That's I love fantastic. that. I think that's freaking okay. And so my favorite transportation is a broom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, one more thing. So you guys said you guys have a favorite movie. Ask him a movie question, and then we're gonna like let him like uh, go into the earth and and, and take off. Go into the earth. Go away. God forbid the I mean, earth. There's... He's gonna go into oh, film. No, he's gonna go in out. You know, he's gonna I... make another movie for me to enjoy. There you go. There's so go so ahead, much... you guys. Ask him something about a film. There's so much you've done. I, I just want to say uh, I love all your stuff. You're a great actor. I love your shows. He is a good actor. Um, oh no, Ron, he's a great actor. No, he, great. Um, no, great exaggerates. Good is honest. <laughs> um, I think great. No, I good is more meaning. Good is good to me is better than everybody uses amazing, great, all these fucking words. Me, I'm old fashioned. I use good. 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 If you're good in Brooklyn, you're amazingly great all over. There you go. Right. All right, go ahead, Madman. Well, I'll just say, uh, well, I just want to say real quick, um, Remember the Titans. With everything yeah. going on, that is a great movie to kind of reflect on and go back to. And your character in that movie is who people should strive to be like. Caring, Absolutely. loving character. Yeah. You know, I, I did the movie kind of immediately, or not immediately, but very soon after I did, I did um, American History X. And I am so relieved that I got, got that balance because yeah. I've had people on, on um, line actually s- s- pictures of, of me from American History X angry not realizing that it was a, you know that this is a character from a movie, movie. So, so oh wow yeah. that's uh, a real quick quick one for me what's your favorite project where you've played multiple ro- characters or multiple roles inside of the film itself i don't think i've done that have i done that i don't, I don't think done that. no no you're not you know he's in a dream world this number i mean <laughs> Wait till I have to interview these two beauties. They're going to slit their wrists on TV. Listen, Madman, he played Vader's son, all right? We should I just, did yeah. play Vader's son. I did, <laughs> did. I mean, there was an episode of uh, My Name is Earl where I had to do impersonations of, of like, uh, Denzel Washington and Mal- Malcolm X and, um, and the character Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs. So, I mean, maybe, maybe that. I think that's, oh, that's where cool. I'm at. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Nice. That's very cool. All right. So, Ethan, we want to thank you so much for coming on. You guys you. follow him, watch all his projects. It's really been a pleasure, and we've really enjoyed it so much. Thank you so much, and best of luck with everything you do. And if you got anything you want to promote, let us know. We do have four and a half million. And viewers. I'm looking forward to running into you at a red carpet or something in LA. We'll shake hands and have yes. that picture and have that yes. picture together. Yes. Ethan, thank you, you so take much. Take care, Ethan. Thank you. Uh, Thank and, you. And, and do what you're doing with your family. You're on the right yeah, track. Listen to Grandpa. Sure. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> stay healthy. Stay safe. Stay happy. Thank All right, Ethan. Thank you. Bye bye. What a nice guy. Look how handsome yeah. he is. He lost that tonnage. If you lost a couple of thousand pounds, you'd be a doll too. <laughs>
All right, everybody. So now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Von Russell, the scene snob is Mick Manhattan, and the madman is Casey Plot. We were on their show, the scene snobs, last night. We invited them to come on. So fucking boring. I was so bored. It was it was the worst. I had no idea why you guys even stayed. I'm surprised you didn't just take off. Well, I stayed because I did LSD and I thought I was tripping, but I wasn't because it really was what it was. No, we had a ball. It was a good show. You two were you fun. Were hey, we wouldn't have invited you back so soon or ever. For that. You guys are okay in our book. When we come east, we're going to see you guys. We're all going to hang out. In fact, I think they're doing a surprise party for Jimmy and I, all our New York gang, when we come back. Uh, so I'll tell them to put you guys on the list. And so how cool was that, though, to Ooh. talk to Ethan? Isn't he cool? That was oh, amazing. Thank you he, so much for that. And he is gorgeous. You know, when he was a fat so he wasn't so hot looking. Now he's sexy and beautiful. Hey, 300 pounds. 300 so. pounds he lost. Who the fuck loses 300 pounds? Can you? I have to lose. That's two of me. Yeah, and I have That's to lose like me. 10 pounds that I'm having a stroke. <laughs> Could you imagine having to lose Three fucking hundred pounds. Oh, and I Run. forgot that. Oh, shit. I forgot to ask him about The Hunt. Did you guys see the movie The Hunt? Yeah, I have not yet. Oh, it's so okay. brutal. It's it, so is, brutal. it is like one of the most brutal movies ever, and it is fucking awesome. And yeah, he's like well, in it at the very beginning. Like, you know, it's a movie where they have all these famous people, and at the beginning, all the fucking famous people get killed right on <laughs> the first, like, 20 minutes. Like, all the really famous ML. Emma, uh, what's her name? Emma Roberts gets killed. Like all these super famous people. The guy from played Aquaman from This Is Us that we talked about last night's in it. He gets killed. Everybody gets killed at the beginning, you know, and you're left with like like two people. Uh, and it's a freaking, everybody needs to see The Hunt. And he was in it. I forgot to mention it. I wrote it on my notes, but I didn't mention Darling, it. Darling, you mentioned enough. And this guy's worked with everybody in Hollywood except me, of course. I know. We'll have to see what we can do about When Jimmy that. said to him, you know, what's your favorite movie? I had to say mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he started to laugh. I don't know if he researched and saw the titles of my movies, but they were laughing a minute. You got to like <laughs> And I got six second. more beauties coming up. I love them. All I, right, mine are good. Don't put mine No, not yours. No, I have six plus yours. Great. <laughs> That's <laughs> six, seven, eight, nine movies coming up. But I, I, I have three right right soon coming in another couple of months. So you guys, too, then. We have a chat room filled with people. There's a bunch of people in it. Teresa's in our chat room. She was in your chat room last it's night. We were Say hi to everybody in the chat room and give them all a plug. Tell them where to see your show real quick. Hi, chat room. What's going on, chat room? Uh, I am Mick, Mick Manhattan, as Jimmy and uh, Ron said. And, of course, I'm joined with my best bud, the madman, Casey Plot. That's me, y'all. Uh, we are from the scenesnobs.com. <laughs> We're from the scenesnobs.com. We're a channel of podcasts. Uh, we host the Scene Snobs podcast uh, live every Tuesday. Um, we're just all about having fun and entertaining. That's really what it's all about for Dancing us. Dancing naked in the rain whenever possible. Yeah. yeah and, and, and if you have trouble sleeping, watch this show. Oh, we'll put you right, <laughs> oh, to, right to sleep. Done. Not really. That's a, that's a joke, everybody. You know, last night we discussed my humor and how it's not in vogue anymore and that everybody takes me seriously. Now, now, how many people are going to say, well, that Russell's such a nasty fuck. Look what he said, that their show puts us to sleep. It's a joke. You're supposed to go, <laughs> I laugh. Isn't that all that matters? I'm your audience right now, Ron. Yeah, but now that Jimmy said over a billion people watch us, or have watched us, I think, Jesus Christ. So you guys also, though, should say real quick, because you got some of your co-scene snob group podcast. Say hi to the Funny Science Fiction Podcast and the Three Geeks Network. What's up, gentlemen? 
Tim uh, from Funny Science Fiction is the man. Uh, we've had him on the show plenty of times. And Three Geeks Network is actually a part of the Scene Snobs. We love those guys. Jason is uh, has become a very good close friend. And, uh, you know, thank you guys for watching tonight. Everybody there you go. Around. I love it. So did we do good last night? Were you pleased? Did oh, we absolutely. You were fantastic. You guys we'll did carry great. the show. Uh, mine was weak. Not, yeah. We didn't do so great. We were like, well, okay. But that's because you both stink. But <laughs> I mean, it takes time. No, 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 no. no, you know what? Folks, everyone out there listening, P Jimmy and I have been doing this forever. You cannot interview us. It's an impossibility. We always wind up interviewing the interviewer. And when you get four people that are in the same racket interviewing, it's a chaotic mess because we are both asking each other questions. And Jimmy and I took over their show about 12 times, and we had to say, okay, guys, now you ask us the question. Bring it back. Uh, we're not uh, like, like our guest we had now. He was so nice and polite, and he let us interview him. He didn't interview us. They say in the chat room, Mick is one of the nicest guys that they've ever met. So, Casey, Nick, who? who's, uh, who's Nick? Nick. Oh, oh Mick. Nick. Oh, no, I'm a nightmare human. I don't think anyone. They, didn't, they didn't mention you, Casey. They didn't mention you. You're fucking no. shit. Out of no. <laughs> I, I'm, a, I'm a jerk. I mean, why would they mention me? It's the hat. Oh come on, Casey. You're the best. You know that. Oh, cut no, it's, it out. It's, come it's, on. It's the blue hat. Is that, yeah, is that, I love the but I've got I've got this terrible hair situation that just looks awful. I'm I'm oh, trying wait. to I'm trying to grow it out into the uh, uh, Mel Gibson mullet from the '90s. So it's in <laughs> okay. process. No, so. I thought you had uh, like that was your hair and you made it blue. Oh no, no, I'm not <laughs> that uh, extravagant. So Casey, what does your shirt say today? Yesterday you had on Halloween. What do we have today? I, today is remember the can't. The big fan of the, ex the expanse. Wait, remember the cunt? What oh, the expanse. Remember the cunt. <laughs> oh, I thought it was C U N T It's nice because I like to give off that impression right away, Ron. No, the way they know who listen, I, I don't have my glasses on and it looked like C U N T, but it's C A N T. Well, that's right. why you think I look ugly. If you put your glasses on, I'm gorgeous. <laughs> I know that. Casey has five exes that are very upset with his shirt right now. Uh, uh, I, what? what happened? He said Casey's got five exes that are. Uh, that are not a fan of his shirt right now. <laughs> you, you married five times, Casey? No, oh, negative. Oh, no. I, too many see you next Tuesdays in my world. I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Did you get that? Of course I did. I didn't even, I've never heard oh, of that you never, what, Have you guys as, ever heard of that? See as you a, we said that as a kid. See, see you next Tuesday. Mm -hmm. And that's a way you can say, hey, everybody, you can cunt us next week on the scene snobs. Precisely. We used to say that as kids. That's an old expression from when I was young. Well, oldie but a goodie. You know, you got to pull them out sometimes. That's oh, right. Goddess joined us, too. Hey, Goddess. goddess you son of a Say goodness. hi, Goddess. Where are you? Hi. Where are you, my pleasure. sweet Pete? Where are you? You come and go in my life, Goddess, like the plague. This is Astro, our little dog. Oh, one of our little dogs. Seven pounds. And he named him Astro. Yes. I love it. Uh, oh, one of our names God. is, one of our name, dog's names is Astro. And Shazam. Our other one is Shazam. And Brenda, and then Star. the other one is Brandy, but we well, call her. No, her name is Brenda Star. But we you call her Brandy. Brenda Star, the reporter from the Daily News. But she's Brenda Star was too long, so we call her Brandy. We well, got some you girl. can yell out. We have three. We have three rescues. Yes. 
So there are three – one of them's a, a, a Brazilian Mastiff who weighs like 130-something pounds. pounds. He's, like, he's like me and he's a feeler. And this one weighs seven pounds. And then we have like a 35 Wait a pound. And you got to see the seven-pound push the big one around, and the big one listens like a big schmuck. Yeah, he's got no. a bed that's literally like huge, a huge bed because he's huge. And she'll go over and bark at him, and he'll get up and leave the bed, and she'll sit in the middle him, of it. Him not a he, yeah, he'll sit in the middle of it. And he's like as big as like – like a thumb on a cat on a couch pillow. He's only like, seven pounds. He's like so tiny. It's hilarious and the to watch him do that. Is so afraid of this little kid. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> Everybody out there, rescue! Don't buy a puppy milk. Puppy puppy milk. All right, so let's go back because I want to talk horror a little bit since we didn't get to do. It. First of all, we should let you guys ask us since yesterday we took over your show. We should let you take no, over our show. Damn it! We're gonna ask. Them. <laughs> you guys have the better stories. I mean, why we got nothing to add to that? <laughs> sure, you do. I want well, we to. Wanna... stories. They're just so not wait, wait. interesting. I, I want to know. Uh, scene snobs, uh, Mick. What are the pictures on your right, my left? What are they pictures of? These are actually, um, uh, it's the Jason Takes Manhattan, Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare, and Halloween 6. Oh, there you go. Why Halloween 6? Uh, well, all, all three of them were like those movies that I became aware of each of those franchises based on these movies because I was just at that age in the market, okay. right? Um, and they're just like probably the worst in the series. Yes, <laughs> They probably. I was gonna say they kind of are like not the best ones, but but I actually have I have a like a six foot tall electronic mechanical Jason in my office, and he like oh, makes the noise, and he has the machete, and he like swings the machete. He gets a um, knife like this, and if you have an erection, no, no, you put it in his head. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> it's great. It's a great way well, to. Well, get that's out. a good way if you're ever feeling lonely. It's fantastic. I was actually really good friends. Well, who too. else can say Jason gave me a hand? I was really good friends with Steve Dash, and Steve Dash was the first Jason before Jason had the mask and he wore the bag. Um, Steve Dash was Jason, and awesome. uh, and actually he lived in Florida. And back when we used to live in Florida, and we did the show out of the W4CY studios, he actually came into the studio and did it with us, um, and it was a lot of fun. He was very cool. Um, I had no idea who he was or what Jason was. <laughs> but, That's my guy. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But he's, he's well, Jimmy, what's your, what's your favorite in franchise? Which one your favorite movie? I, I think Saw is my favorite franchise. The Lost Boys is my favorite movie. I like all the franchises. And if it wasn't Saw, I would say um, Hellraiser because, you know, I'm pretty good friends with everybody in the Hellraiser series. They've all been on our show multiple times. Like all the Cenobites have been Barbie Wilde and uh, Vince – uh, and Simon, uh, I forgot their last names. I'm on, on the spot, but like they've all been on the show. Like every Halloween, they come on the show. And Jimmy out. gave Jimmy gave me, uh, I don't know what they're called, but they're dolls of the Golden Girls. That has nothing to do with it. No, that's, that's, yeah. oh, that's, that's a franchise. Oh, that's a franchise. That's true. Absolutely, a strong franchise. Did you ever see the? Did you guys ever see the movie Martyrs? Because to me, that's the creepiest horror movie of all time. I watched it one time, and I don't even know if I could ever watch it again. It's so rough. I'll never. I. I don't think I could ever go back. I'm not I mean, even. I'm not even religious, and it was so intense that I like. I'm not even religious, and I was like, "Oh my god, I can't even like watch this." Yeah, I you think know. a Serbian film is about as far as I ever got. Oh, that was a bad one too. Oh Ooh. god. <sighs> I just refuse to watch that. I'm just yeah, like, it's no, probably smarter. No, bro. I know it's there. I'm done. I'm out. Yeah, that's a little bit too like intense for me too. Uh, I think one of the ones I, I really like the Hellraiser one when they were like in outer space a, a lot, even though it's dumb. I mean, it's dumb as shit, but it was like a really good one when they were in outer space. I can remember being in the movie theater and and the the dog thing I think jumped out 
the three-headed dog jumps out or whatever, and I threw my right. popcorn on, and my drink on the person in front of me, so I almost got like my ass beat because it scared the shit out of me. You're um, also 2021. <laughs> you like horror movies? He just likes the black and white. Like you like the actual. We were talking. We were talking about monsters. Jimmy said that. Who did you say was the best of all of them? The guy with the, the mask and the. Oh, uh, Michael Myers is is the is right. the biggest icon. And I said yes, yeah. but if it wasn't for Frankenstein, and Dracula and Wolfman, there would be nothing today about horror movies. Years ago. In the 1930s, which I wasn't around, but I learned from my mother, who was an actress, that when Frankenstein and uh, the Wolfman and those people came out, people were appalled. They were not happy with this. They thought it was very bad for children to see. It was grotesque. It was hideous. And Frankenstein was the most disgusting thing anybody could ever want to look at. And he was terrifying. So, of course, when the producers heard that, they went and made seven or eight sequels you know, to each one of them, because it's a moneymaker. I like the Wolfman. But if the censors and if the population then had won, there would be no horror people today. No. Because remember, Dracula stands on Bela Lugosi's shoulders. Frankenstein, Myers stands on his shoulders. So let's give credit and remembrance to those wonderful monsters of the 30s, 40s. That's true. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, universe, I, I, I deserves I all that credit. It. The movies was terrible. They were corny as all shit. But they weren't for back then. Look at we watched Flash Gordon the other night from oh. from when he was a kid, and that was his favorite show ever. And I mean, you Love see it. you see the wires and everything on the Oh my god, it was so terrible it so bad in the acting and the directing and the dialogue. But as a kid, I I thought it was heavenly. And there's a there's a guy here who lives in Palm Springs, which I was fortunate to be invited to go look at his collection. And he has the actual strat. What do you call it? A strat strata sled. Strata sled from he has the actual one from like the 30s or 40s spaceship TV shows. Spaceship. He has an actual C3PO, and he has Robbie the robot, and he has like all these like he's got like millions of dollars worth of like all these great things and like you're not allowed to take pictures when you go, but I got invited to go look at it because they knew I collected stuff. And it was like such a cool thing. Also, so Jason in the chat room says, Jason in the chat room says that he loves your Star Trek pin. Ah, appreciate it, and, Jason. And, and just to let you know, my business partner, uh, Eileen Shapiro, who's the coolest chick on the planet. She actually, uh, used to interview all the Star Trek, the, 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 the original Star Trek people, and she wrote the original Star Trek medical journal that was a New York Times bestselling book, and she's the one who actually wrote it. Oh, wow. Oh, when we do Star Trek Week, we'd love to have her on and talk about it. because we do. Oh, yeah. a- no, you, can, you cannot have her on the show. <laughs> no, okay, Ron, what if we do a week? You can have her. No, no, you can have her. No, you can't have her because you don't have CinemaScope cameras. And in order for her tits to come on the show, you need CinemaScope. <laughs> because her tits will go from screen. You won't see her. She'll be, you'll, all you'll see are two gigantic mountains with a little hair sticking up between them. That's her head. <laughs> so you need special cameras to do her. No, she's super – because she's got like – she like – you know, she knew Leonard Nimoy. She knew all Is of them. Is she still in the chat room? I don't know if she is or not because she, she had to interview Ice-T and Coco. Right. So I'm not sure. But anyway, is um, Ice T coming on our show? We're working on it. I like him. Yeah, he, we're I want to ask it. him about Law and Order. He's on Law and Order. So, all right. So, Mick, you were going to say something before I so really interrupted you. No, hey, listen. You guys were talking about um, Flash Gordon. We're big fans of the Flash Gordon movie from the '80s. Um, no, that's that's what's his name. That's, that's uh, uh, Sam Jones was uh, played him. I have been trying to get Sam, Sam Jones. Jones. I have his email and everything, but he's so right. busy. I, I haven't been able to get him what? on the show, but I'm trying I looked, to get him. I went on my computer and I looked up Sam Jones. What comes up with a picture of him, young, naked? 
He's got a schlong on him down to his ankle. I mean, <laughs> nobody knows it, but the guy is hung like a fucking mule. And Surprised I thought, you wound up doing not doing porn. Well, I maybe. I said to myself, <laughs> why are they showing me this picture? I want to see Flash Gordon. And I typed in Flash Gordon. Said, there's also, oh. do you know that there's a lot of sex porn films called Flash Gordon? No, no they're not. No, no, Flash, no, Flash Gordon. No. Flash Gordon, yep. What I found out was, here's what I found out was. When Flash Gordon was originally shot, it was called Flash Gordon, and it was porno. Then they cleaned it up and made it into a regular film. But most of the footage that's clean is from the original Flash Gordon. Not too many people know that, but I found that out. So I, I guess you did see Sam Jones Wangola somewhere in that movie. I like, oh, I like, because uh, I, 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 I'm a big guy. fan of the Ted films. And in the, right. and, and the Ted yeah. films, especially the second one where he's like in it a whole bunch. Uh, I actually love him, and we had. Um, is, I think it's the second. It's the second one or first one he's in. I forgot. Maybe he's in both. Oh, he's in both. He's in both. He, okay. marries, he marries like Ted in the second one. I liked him at Comic Con. Yeah, like when he was at yeah. Comic Con, and um, and we had Patrick Warburton on our show uh, when one of the Ted films came out, and you know he played. He's the tick in Ted. He plays. He's like the guy who gets married. Yeah, he's the guy who gets married in it, and uh, he was hilarious on our show. We yeah, had such good a good job. time with him. But he's you know, cool. the same thing happened to Superman. To what's his? What was his name? Christopher Reeve. No, the one before him. George Reeves. George Reeves. His career went nowhere. He was Superman. He couldn't work at anything else. And the same thing happened with Sam Jones. He was Flash Gordon, and they couldn't see him as anything else but Flash Gordon. He was in a war movie with a scar on his face, but we still he, saw. We still saw Flash Gordon. He that became. Uh, he got out of acting. And he became a big time security rep. He owns his own security company with body for bodyguards for the famous and such. Good for him. He's supposedly like a big badass. Well, yeah. If you get in his way, he takes out his wang, clubs you with it, and you're dead. That's pretty funny. <laughs> so, who's your, so who's your favorite Superman of all the people that have portrayed Superman? Who's your favorite one? Oh, Christopher Reeve. Not yeah, me too. Yeah, I'm me, all about me. Christopher Reeve. Christopher Reeve, definitely. I have the Christopher Reeve action figure Superman, and I have uh, Gene Hackman and oh, one nice. of the, the other bad guy. Who's the bad guy? Uh, in the, the original one, that's the three bad guys, you know? One of yeah, it's uh, Miss, Miss Terrence Tess Stamp. I have, the, I have the Terrence Stamp action figure. Yes. And, uh, and, I have, yeah. and I have the Gene Hackman one. And then we just had Jack O'Halloran on our show two weeks ago. He plays the other guy. Nice. Do you guys know Jack O'Halloran? Yeah, I've had Jack on the show. We talk, I talked to him for a while, but like I could not get past. Like Superman was fine. You know, I, I love Superman. I loved him in it. And we were talking about it a little bit, but I was just more like, all right, tell me about the mafia, man. Because that guy, his family legacy is insane. Have and you I, read his book? I have his book. Yeah, I read it after the interview. I'm reading it now. We we got it on eBay. Um, he, uh, absolutely, what he's saying is true. Um, but there's one point that he leaves out is how kind the people that are in organized uh, business are. They are not nice to the people that betray them or people that betray them, dirt, you know, squeal or do dirty shit. I know so many of them who are dear, dear, dear friends of mine, close, good, wonderful friends. They're the best parents. They're the best friends to have. They're the funniest people to be with. They're just lovely people. Yes. Now, you say, okay, but they kill people. So does Washington. They killed Marilyn Monroe. They killed Dorothy Kilgallen. They killed quite a few famous people. So what they so-called mafia does, Washington's been doing for 100 years. 
illegitimate everything. You know, all the presidents we've had, they've all been disgusting in some respect, one or another. All kinds of sexual stuff, islands they go to to bang young kids. I mean, all that nonsense is finally coming out. Yeah. But to, to, to uh, say the mafia is the most horrible people in the world, not true. No, they're only horrible to rivals, really. No, not even rivals. They're horrible to each other if the person doesn't do the job they're supposed to, if they squeal, or if they betray. Once you go into that organization, you know, you're warned, you're taught. You are family. You do not go against us. You do not tell any of our secrets, and you deny there is a thing called a mafia. If you betray any of this, you're dead. And people know it going into it, but greed and stupidity, they think they're going to steal money from the mob and get away with it. So they knock each other off. But as again, as I say, if you go to their homes, which I have done and I still do, the food is wonderful. The parents, oh. the, fat, the grandparents are cooking, the kids are playing. They're just lovely people. So it's like the, the nicest, the nicest of people. In the chat room, they're saying Christopher Reeve's the best Superman, and Somewhere in Time, they love that movie. Oh, I love Somewhere in Time. That's Angela Joseph. She's the coolest. Oh yeah, and the soundtrack, of course, is you know what's his name's music, the composer, um, not Chopin. And Funny Science Podcast likes Henry Cavill. So let's go back to Halloween then. Who's your favorite, Michael Myers? Uh, I, I gotta go the first one. I am Nick Castle guy. Yeah. I, was, I, was Nick Castle the first one or the second yeah. one? It was the first one, but he he wasn't the guy that they pulled the mask off of. That was um so, uh, that's the guy from Clown Motel. Was uh, that's the guy from T- Tony something? Yeah, uh, Tony uh, Tony Moran was it? Yeah, Tony Moran. I thought Tony Moran was the first Michael Myers, and then Nick Castle. Was the one who had mean, to my, my movie, my Clown Motel. He's in the first Clown Motel. Oh. Wasn't Tony Moran the first Michael Myers, or he, they just used him for a second or something? Just for his face when they took okay. the mask off. Okay. But it was Nick Castle under the mask the entire time. Yeah, I um, think Nick Castle's the best one, too. We're raising I went to, money. A, I went to a Thing money. convention. Yeah. I went to a convention, uh, you know, and they had the, the cast of The Thing there. And um, Dean Coondy and Nick Castle were both there, and they came over and had drinks with us. And all I wanted to ask him, uh, Dean Coondy was back to the future questions. And Nick Castle was the only one answering them for me. <laughs> I have actually, I've met him once and I thought he was like really cool. And I haven't met the new guy. What's the new guy's name? James something. Uh, 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 I follow him on Twitter. I follow him on Twitter. The guy, because did you like the last Halloween that they did where like she had the fort underneath the house? It was shit? amazing. Oh, I yeah. loved that. that. The way they continued the story That's on and just made her a paranoid person, I thought was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that it was really good too. And I used to, um, I used to know really well Danielle Harris and she was in like the, oh, the, right. the, the one of them. And so we used to t- uh, talk a lot. And um, uh, number four, I, yeah. I, I, I wanted to segue into a plug. Okay. Uh, there's a movie that we're raising money for called Clowny. I'm in it. And if anybody out there is interested in being in the film, they're offering you a part if you, I guess, put money into the film. Oh, so it's, the on, it's on Indiegogo. It's on Indiegogo, and the film is called Clowny, and it's produced by uh, Joseph Kelly. And my, ca- my character we're, we're creating now, and I'm so happy that Joseph Kelly is allowing me to design the clown that I will be and how I, I'm, I'm going to be uh, Mr. Magic, Magic Clown for Magic Bill. Yes. They need the Madman in there because the Madman can do voices. 
Are you good at voices? I, I on occasion can do a few. I mean, there's this guy, Christopher Walken. I don't know if you know him. Pretty good guy. Well, I know. He actually knows it. I grew up with that son of a bitch. He's Get out. Like, oh, Chris, Chris, I fucking anybody Ron has it done. No, Ron's every time anything. I pull something out, Ron's got a story. I love this. Listen, <laughs> Chris Walken came from Astoria, Queens. I came from Astoria, Queens. I used to go to confraternity in the church and dance with his ex-wife. Chris and I used to ride the BMT subway from New York to Astoria, Broadway, and 31st Street at 3 in the morning. He was doing, uh, he was the King and I, he was playing one of the kids in the King and I, and I was working, I think, in one of those clubs where you stood up and you did comedy, like a comedy store thing down in the village. And Chris and I would gab forever. All my birthday cakes came from his aunt's bakery, which was Walken's Bakery, right on the corner of Broadway and 31st Street in Astoria. I know Chris for 100 years. Uh, his wife is a doll. I've spoken to her not long, his ex-wife. Uh, I would love to run into Chris. Uh, his brother owned a nightclub on Broadway in Astoria, which was Mafia Connected. Oh, yeah, I have stories. What's my, my favorite Christopher Walken He's a nut. I, I love him. I love the thing that they do with the cowbells on Saturday Night Live. That shit oh, was hilarious. hilarious. And then Wedding Crashers, when he's like talking to Vince Vaughn on the bed, and Vince Vaughn's like ball gagged and chained and shit. You know, when he's like talking to him, like it's like no big deal. I thought that shit was so hilarious. I mean, he's made a lot of great movies, obviously, but I, I thought that shit was hilarious. His awesome. comedy is wonderful. He's got so such good. fantastic timing and his even yeah. dancing. I mean, the guy can do it all. Oh, that video Wait, music video he did where he dances all around. Excuse me. <laughs> the pictures his aunt had in the bakery above all the cakes was he's a ballet dancer. He's ballet trained. He went to school to learn ballet. You see him in his tutu, not tutu, in his <laughs> tutu. <laughs> 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 he Wait a minute. You heard it here first, folks. Wait, yeah. Chris, if you're listening, I'm, I'm sorry. In his leotard, dancing, he was first a trained dancer. That's why he was in The King and I. He sings and dances. The thing I love most about Chris Walken is when he speaks, he smiles at the same time. And so many people don't do that. You know, I can't do that. But he's a, a terrific fellow. And I remember he used to wear skin-tight white dungarees with red socks and white tennis sneakers. And I would wear the same back in the 60s, in the, or actually late 50s, early 60s. That's what we wore. He was as skinny as a rail. The two of us looked like we were starving to death. Did you? Did and, and he's just as, I, I would love to spend an evening with Chris. Did we you guys see Fat Boy Slim video that he did like back yeah, in the day? Voice, yes, sir. What? A, uh, that's like one of the greatest music videos ever. Ron probably hasn't seen it, but like it's Christopher Walken dancing like throughout. I've the seen thing. Chris dance. I uh, saw him dance in that movie with. Uh, where no, but this is different. Where what's his name? Video. Yeah, where what's his name was in drag. Fat Boy Slim. Fat Boy Slim. No, no, yes. no. What's his name? The, the one that. With Dark Chocolate and Simple. He got fifty-one million plays on. Uh, no, what's his I name? The guy from Brooklyn, the actor. I don't know. There's like a million actors from Brooklyn. <laughs> the, one that, the one that danced on the on the floor that I danced on, the lighted floor, the lit floor. Oh, John Travolta. John Travolta was in drag, and Chris Falken was his husband. That oh, was, uh, Hairspray, when they remade Hairspray. Hairspray. Yeah, Hairspray. And Chris oh, was, yeah, that was I forgot about that. That was yeah, hilarious. Chris danced in that. Chris is a, is a cool guy. Uh, I, I'm going to look that son of a bitch up one day. So, wait, last night you guys asked me my favorite su superhero movie, so we're going to throw it back on you guys because we didn't ask. You guys didn't answer. I answered. Ron's not a, Ron just will go to see him because I like him. Oh, superhero yeah. movies. Um. So I hate them all. So, 
<laughs> so what are you guys just so bored? What are your favorite super what's your favorite superhero movies or who's your favorite superhero? Uh, go ahead, you go first, Mick. Uh well, you know, Marvel's done such an amazing job uh with the movies. It's hard to choose. I just love them all. Um I will so I'm going to cop out and say 89 Batman. I'll always that's always a go-to for me. I'll always Who's, go the, Batman? To... Who's the Batman in that? Michael one? Keaton. That's Michael Keaton. The only, oh, yeah. the only Batman, the best Batman. Best um, Batman. You guys and, like? Do you guys like Ben Affleck? No, as Batman? I, no, I think no, Ben no. Affleck's I think George Batman. Clooney. Yeah. George Clooney was a good Batman. Yeah. George Clooney was all right. I felt like he was a little too much Bruce Wayne, not enough actual Batman. No, he's yeah. very sexy. There was hot. Oh, that's sexy. what you love. He was hot and sexy. That's I'm not. Yes. I'm not. I wouldn't want to get hit with Batman's bat. I'm not. I'm not really like a big. I'm not. A, I'm a big Ben Affleck fan, but not Ben Affleck as Batman. No, I am though. Yeah. Very much looking forward to Robert Pattinson as Batman. That'll um, be fun. That a very, awesome. a very interesting dark take on it's it. A very and I agree. Batfleck was terrible when he ran yeah, out of bullets, and that was his option. That was bullcrap. I was out. And when they did that yeah. shit, like, because I really, uh, and I took Ron to see Batman versus Superman or whatever. Oh, and, like, and Ron, like, was having a heart attack. He's like, why are they fighting each other and Superman can't die? And Ron was just, like, he was literally losing his shit. He was just like, this is the worst piece of because, shit ever. Because I was raised, like, with comic books. And Superman was a Superman. And he set an example for all of us kids when we grew up. He yeah. taught us honesty and not to be, you know, he was a wonderful character. And now suddenly they're beating the shit out of him and they throw him in a garbage pail. Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so hold on. Go on, Casey, your turn. Like, favorite superhero. For me right now, the one that I've got constantly on replay is actually Spider-Man Homecoming. I'm a big fan of that movie. Yeah. I think that he is a great Spider-Man. I think he's super cool. And I actually as the Vulture was fantastic. Yes. I love the Joker. Oh, I like the Joker too. Joker is my favorite ugly character in those stupid movies. Well, I wait, love wait. the Joker. Let me go back to the Spider-Man thing because you know Tom. What's his name? Tom uh, Holland. Holland. Yes, he is actually. I mean, he's a young kid. You know, compared to us, at least he's a young kid. Maybe not you guys, but compared to us, he's a young kid. But, um, but I, uh, I was like just looking at uh, different things because I like to watch. Sometimes at night, I watch videos at night to fall asleep on YouTube. And so there's, there's these videos like celebrities surprising, doing surprise things or whatever. And he's like going to the hospital dressed as Spider-Man, you know, meeting terminally ill kids and stuff like that. And I mean, he's just a good guy. Um, yeah, it's phenomenal. I think he's a phenomenal And the worst Batman ever was the jerk that we met at the – we were supposed to – I was interviewing Julie Newmar. And in the room was the big fat Robin. Robin became like 500 pounds. And next to him was that awful guy. What was? Oh, I see. I got along good with him. He was the son of a Adam bitch. Ward. Adam. What is uh, his name? Who's the original Adam West? Batman? Adam West. Adam yeah. West. What yeah. a nasty, what a nasty t- son you know, of a bitch. I, <laughs> I, I, you know, I had a, I had problems with him too when I met him. And He's a him. cold, nasty, sarcastic son of a bitch, and that he's dead. And I couldn't care less. When they, when he croaked, I said, "One less fuck in the world." No, really, he's not nice. He was very cruel to me. And it noticed it, it, the people in the room noticed it, and I got very angry with them. And I think I told him to go fuck himself, and I walked out of the room. That's and Julie Newmar, reaction. well, Julie Newmar fainted from that. She was very upset with me doing that and saying that. I actually met Adam West though at a convention uh, down in Florida, and he hadn't come into the convention yet. And I was outside um, taking a taxi because I had an audition, and uh, 
and he was there, and I, so I just introduced myself, and, and he ended up stood there and talked to me for like fifteen minutes while I was well, waiting for the taxi. And he was like super nice. Well, but then when I then when you go back to him in the convention, in the actual convention, he was not nice in the convention, but actually just one on one on the street, he was just pleasant as could be. And I had a wonderful story to tell him, how I ate an orange in his house. Okay, a new development was in Palm Springs. Looked like Italy. It was beautiful. You, oh, the villas were gorgeous, and the model homes were one, two, and three. So my then friend Stephen and I went into model one, and I said, "Oh, look how nice they put oranges out for us." So I took an orange, I peeled it and ate it. Now we're walking through the house, and I said, "Stephen, look, there's clothing in the closet as well." I said, "I think we're in somebody's house. This is not the model." Well, when we left and we went to the realtor, he said, you're in Adam West's house because Adam West bought that unit, beautiful unit. And I was going to tell him that story, which he would have gotten a kick out of because he never knew I was in his house eating his orange. <laughs> well, apparently, from what you just said, it sounds like he wouldn't have gotten a kick out of it and might have been pretty nasty about it. <laughs> well, he was, he was as nasty. I, I would, if people said to me, who's the nastiest person you ever had to interview? I would have said Adam West, who I never did interview. I wouldn't after the way he treated me and the things he said. He said, oh, I don't have time. I don't have the right lighting. No, don't bother me. Who the fuck uh, are you? I think you? Linda Blair was the worst one. Who me. the fuck she are you? Nice. You know what? I interviewed celebrities that you should kiss their ass, you piece of shit. Now, I am curious when you say uh, interview worst versus best, who what makes an interview worst? Is it not being able to get long answers out of them? What just their the way they're acting towards you? What, I'll, I'll what, take this one. Go ahead. Take it. Well, that, what happens is they come on your show and they're so much more charismatic and have way more stories than you. <laughs> He made a joke. I, 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 I left. I went. He said, "What makes a bad guest?" And he he was making a joke when they come on your show and they're more charismatic. And oh, oh yeah, you're right. You. you're right. I wasn't listening. I was thinking of that stupid jerk. So anyway, and, go. and other people, you know. Um, Who? Oh. You know, wait, I want to say one thing. When an actor thinks he is better than his public. He's no good in my book. Remember one thing, sweetheart, if it wasn't for this fucking computer and you guys, Jimmy and I would be nothing. Jimmy and I would be out cutting lawns, okay? So it's up to the people that watch us. We have four or five million people watch us. I love them. I love love my audience because without them, I'm nothing but nothing. And Adam West didn't realize that, that I could have brought him to five million people. And he was nasty and mean. What did he think? He was going to beat me down? Now, Julie. Nobody ever beats him down. Never. (laughs) I told him to go fuck himself. Jimmy, you try a couple nights there? (laughs) I I told him to go fuck himself. And then his PR person or manager said, well, you're never going to get this one. And he hit named three actresses that I was going to get. And I said, excuse me, but Shirley Shirley Jones is one of my friends. I said, you're going to go tell Shirley not to come on my show? They're threatening me because I told Adam to go fuck himself. Give me a break. So let's go bucket list because we've got four minutes. Let's go bucket list for you guys. If you guys could interview anybody on the planet, each one of you, and it could be anybody at all, not not saying you're going to get him, but like if you could have your your number one dream come true, who is it that you would want to interview? Ryan Reynolds. 
Oh, there you go. I think Hugh that Jackman. would just be a really fun interview. Oh, wait, is it live or dead? And live or dead or just alive? Right it, can be, it doesn't make any difference. Let's do alive and dead. How's that? Okay. Uh, all right. Well, Ryan Reynolds now, you know, just because I think he would be so much fun to talk to. Um, I love Deadpool, too. I'm a big Deadpool fan. Also the star of our re- Weekend at Bernie's remake uh, <laughs> that we won Remake Revolution on Three Geeks Podcast with. <laughs> Go there team. you go. Okay, go, go ahead, team. Batman. I have to gloat whenever I can. <laughs> you absolutely should. Uh, I'm more of a – I'd say dead would actually be – someone we brought up last night would be Cary Grant. There you go. I'd be fascinated to have that interview. I think that would be so much fun. I would have been fascinated to be in bed with him. I saw the interview. Hey, well. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can do both. Multitask, Ron. Uh, Cary Grant was, to me, the sexiest man in the world. I mean, he was a dreamboat. Handsome and charming and suave and gay. So he would have been perfect, you know, no problem. It wouldn't be like you had to get a straight guy to swim. You know who you know who dead I would love to interview? Ward Bond. Interesting. I don't even know who that is. I, I think I have a Ward Bond story. You have two minutes. I was late for an appointment and I had a Corvette at the time. No, I'm sorry, he had the Corvette and I had anyway, I pulled into a parking spot and hit the back of his car. Just banged it. And he got out and he came over and he said, Are you all right? And I started to laugh. I said, oh, look at who you are. I said, listen, when I bang into them, I bang into the biggies. So we started to laugh. And he was very nice. Who is he? Ward Bond, the, the guy from the Czech Cowboy show. He was on the wagon train, but he was in like every jump. Wasn't, wasn't he Bonanza? Oh, okay. No, wagon train. No, wagon, no, wagon train. Wagon train. Wagon train. Um, but yeah, well, he, this, was, this was back in the early 60s. Or James Garner. One of those two. I, think uh, I like James Garner. James Garner's daughter is like uh, follows me on Twitter, so we might have her come on the show. Yeah, oh, James Garner was loved by Garner. She does a lot of stuff to promote her. I've only heard nice things about James Garner. I love James Garner. Uh, I think he's nice. great. I love that movie uh, with, with James Garner and, and uh, Clint Eastwood. They all go up into space. I love that movie. Love that movie. Guilty pleasure for me. Yeah, Donald Sutherland is one of my favorite actors of all time. Yeah, Ethan was in a movie with. I can't say this because I'll get in trouble. We got one minute, so you got to hurry. Someone. Well, I can't say it anyway. I'll tell you in private. Donald Sutherland used to come to my neighbor next door. Oh, he was having an affair with some fake big star. Don't mention it. (laughs) He was married, but he was having an affair with my neighbor next door. Ooh, salacious! And she was a very famous television star. And from my kitchen window, I could see down into her patio through her glass door into her living room. Yeah, so he's seen Donald Donald Sutherland's ass, like, banging it. No, no, don't say that because that's not true. They were dancing. Hang on, we got to go, though. Hold on. That's not true. So you guys, wait a minute. What I used to see is this beautiful female star used to wash her panties and bras and put them on the hedges to dry. So we would look out my kitchen window, and there were her bloomers. I mean, really. So real quick, you guys, so literally we have like 30 seconds. Tell everybody how, how they can watch the show again. Head over to thescenesnobs.com. We have all our shows listed right there, links to everything. It's the hub. You can go right there and watch any of our shows, uh, especially the Scene Snobs podcast, which we're live on Tuesday nights at 9 p.m., or you can check it out in podcast or video format whenever it's on. And we love all and right. appreciate anyone and everyone for checking in. Thank you very much. And you guys too. You can follow the Scene Snob on uh, on Twitter. They're the Scene Snob. And what are you on? What are you, Madman, on Twitter? Uh, uh, at Plotimus Twenty One. I think I followed you yesterday. So oh no! I'm sorry. On on Twitter, it's at Twedi Knight. 
Yeah, I think I followed you. Check and see, because if I did, you have to follow me back or I'll unfollow. Absolutely. <laughs> you're, you're, you're a celebrity now, Case, so you got to change it to one thing. But yeah, I've got so yeah, many yeah, bouncing you, around. You need to get them all together. So, everybody, this is it. We had a great show. We wait, thank- wait, wait, wait. We'll see you guys in New York, I hope. Yes, we will. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. You will make it. Because now we call you friend. Yes. We want to thank you guys so much for coming on. Glad you got to also meet Ethan a little bit and uh, have a great time. Thank you, everybody in the chat room. We'll see you guys next week. Everybody have a great weekend. Bye, everybody. Stay safe. Stay happy. In the mix, yeah, we in the mix. It's another episode. Here we go, the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Interviewing the hottest, newest, and truest of today's celebrities. Make sure to subscribe so you can get notified weekly. Jimmy Star, he's the king of cool. Ron Russell, he's a gorgeous dude. That room is live, and you would be a fool not to vibe with us at the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. So come watch it live on W4CY Radio. Miss some past episodes? Download on iTunes. The Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. It's the Jimmy Star Show with Russell. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.